you do Cause it's for the Get Fresh crew You review the books Get shaved and dirty looks Now that wrong time just say poo-poo Poo-poo Hello and welcome back to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm the home of the Whopper, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics podcast episode number, get this Jim, 419. Odd as hell. I put it in my notes. I I can't take it. Can we pretend it's 420? (laughs) (laughs) I did earlier this week. Remember earlier, uh, like at the beginning of the podcast, where we were going to just randomly skip numbers to make people wonder what was going on? We were going to start at like episode four, like the Star yeah. Wars we were. We thought it'd be funny. And then we realized Pass. we're not going to play those games. We're more into the skewers, right? But hey, everybody, it's 419. It just doesn't, it doesn't fit anymore. I, it I is hate fine. It. it is perfect. You see, I mean, I wish that you had a video of me where I'm like, Okay, That's one it's of almost us. midnight. It's almost, yeah, really, it's almost midnight. I need to put something out there for a thank crowd. It's Friday so I could get that even number. I didn't do it. I actually was able Good to pull myself back. Might have been because I was on the can all night, Eric. I mean, seriously. That's I ended what up getting, for drinking that hot sauce Mountain Dew. Yeah, I got the, the uh, flaming hot Mountain Dew and ended up, it, was, it wasn't hot enough. I put some hot sauce in. That'd be funny. I did that, but no, I actually so didn't you just mind sit it. There and eat some hot wings and drink it down with some hot sauce, Mountain Dew. Yeah, you know, refreshing. I just can imagine blocks of blue cheese. I, I have that. Oh, that'd be the best, right? Gross. You end up after you know people get done the marathon, you make them eat some fondue and also drink some flaming hot Mountain Dew. It wasn't flaming hot; it came out hotter than it went in. I'll tell you that, Gross. and and in a weird way, came out a different. Kind of area than I thought it would. It well, seemed. I, I didn't prob- come out your mouth. Well, that is true. That diarrhea comes out during this podcast, Eric. Is what happens. Thank you. Ah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I had some problems. But I'll tell you, it didn't taste horrible. I blame Forrest Pauly because he's the one who brought oh, yeah. it up. He brought it up, and I said immediately, "I have to have that." I'm like, "I got to have you." It's like Kiss singing Christine sixteen. That song's canceled, Eric. You're not allowed to sing that song anymore. Okay. Why'd you bring it up? Oh my I'm goodness! Here we are. Love gun. Yeah, there you go. Well, you're allowed to talk about that. Keep talking, Eric, in a breathy voice, please. Ah, yes, we're here. And before we get into some books, we have five books tonight. And I would love to say each one better than the next. But I think that we have a pretty good, good line. Depending I on think, how we read them. Yeah, I think we have a pretty, yeah, that is true. It's all on the whole way we line them up. But yeah, I think that these books are, are pretty good. We're heading towards a dark crisis. I don't know if you know that. And when that comes around, I do think that everybody should remember. Go read comics. Go read comics, especially all you weirdos out there, Eric. The weirdos need to go read comics. You don't want to be left in the dark crisis. Oh, my goodness. That's pretty good, too. I ended up where I think it was Pete from NYC. Actually, it was. He wanted to get into the uh, Flashpoint Beyond. And he said, what do I have to read? Do I have to read all this other bull crap? I'm like, well, I don't know what bull crap you mean. But I'd say nah, Flashpoint and certain things within the Flashpoint tie and stuff like that. But for the most, Doomsday Clock, obviously. Yep. Yeah, he's read those. So I said, you're in. And that's cool, though. Even though some people, you know, you're going to throw shade all this way and that, whatever. But the idea where there are some things going on now that are, you know, everybody can kind of jump in and enjoy some stuff. And that's what we kind of want people to do i know really, that we if you come do the off. batman tie-ins was it dark knight of vengeance a tie in the flashpoint i forget yep. how it goes yeah, but that if you was read one those deal. the regular flashpoint series and doomsday clock i think you're in i i actually think doomsday clock you would probably have to to read but i think that the flashpoint deal 
I think most people have heard. Well, you want to know what's going on in that world and how it like you know I happened know. previously. But even if you didn't want to read all that, you probably could get away with it because so many people have talked about it. You kind of then that kind of in the zeitgeist, there, right? Okay, it's go there. watch the Flashpoint Paradox well, you animated could do that. movie. I was going to say that, and you might actually be good enough there. As so a few well. things so, different for the most part. You're okay, I think. Yeah. So with that, I did see a preview. For the next issue of that We had that zero issue The next issue actually gets more nitty gritty And shows you what is really going on With the world and we'll actually, Red X. You know, we'll actually end up I don't need that, holy Christ <laughs> uh, But you know, again, I just want to remind people To go read comics because we're there We're here for the positivity oh, Not just to skewer things Eric, but you can find us over on the I just like to yeah. you know, We go over to the Skew. Twitters right now Weird Science DC, follow us, we'll follow you back uh, at one point this week, I got a message. Do you want to be a professional Twitter account or a not professional? I'm like, I don't know what they're talking about. And I got confused and I might have hit some things there. I don't know. I actually thought now. I actually thought that it was going to make it so that we had the, the check mark. With a little check mark. Instead, <laughs> you put like, in your bank oh account information God. in Can your you book. imagine if we got a check? Oh, my goodness. I could die with a smile on my face. But now I don't know. Bigger, it was asking something. I, I didn't go for it. But. With all of that, you could also go to our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com, where we get reviews from most of the books that come out each and every week. I will warn you, there's going to be a ton next week here. But with all that, too, you can then go to our Patreon, Patreon.com slash WeirdScience, where we talk about a lot of things, a lot of comic book podcasts. You can help us out for what we do here on the regular feed, which, again, I'll tell you, next week, Eric, oh, boy. You end up where, oh boy! <laughs> oh my goodness! I I don't know if you saw how many issues come out next week, but with you. that we ended up having. Is it a plethora? It is now. It's a plethora times two plus three, I believe. And if that that science and math will make sense to you to tell you, there's a shitload of books coming out. But we end up each week, me and Eric get together. On Thursday night, we have a little bit of a, a meeting of the minds, and we do a podcast. Like 14 it books is, next week. Yeah, it looks like 14 or 15 deal. Uh, are you counting from the Patreon poll by any chance? No, I am counting from the DC Comics website. Okay, it all depends on what you consider. We don't we're do doing. Deep Target anymore. Don't count that. No, we don't do that, but okay. we do the rogues, Eric. So you Damn right, we do that, count right? that. Yeah, we like that. Uh, but with all that each week, this is all getting all jumbled up in my mind as well. I'm not thinking straight, Eric, right? I'm thinking bent. Why not? Then you end up with all of that every Thursday night. You got me flustered here. Every Thursday night, me and Eric get together and we do a spotlight show with two books picked from that week's books by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew in a poll. And this week they end up picking Blue and Gold number eight and Batman the Night number four. Me and Eric really did like Blue and Gold. We actually thought it was a, a cool way to end. We liked the whole deal with the Black Beatles It would have been stuff. an even cooler way to begin. Yeah. Yeah, really. That was our big thing. And Batman and the Night, Eric, was able to convince me to like it a little more, even more than what I did with my review on the site. You actually did convince was me I to raise my Kareem? score. You were. Oh, my goodness. You were my splinter. It's what you were, Eric. Oh, the turtle. got to pull me out. Yes, with that. I, I just meant because you're missing an ear. Is what I meant there, and you like scratching. They you call know, me guys. Picasso. Oh my goodness gracious! But yeah, so all of that going, the people He's not that the you one can blame. Off, is he? If, now, if you wanted, no. if you wanted to, was. if you wanted to go and yes, it was Van Gogh. If you wanted to go and listen to those, and you're kind of mad, you can blame the badasses to get fresh crew, not me. Hey, Here is their roll call. Uh, uh, Eric, everything comes out this week. Uh, I'm going to welcome. I'm going to wait until it, it calms down a little. Eric. 
I got some things to announce here, right? All right. Jeffrey Greek actually added on to being a better. So I want to give nice. a special shout out to there because we'd like to throw that out there. And somehow I realized that this is not the right list here. But he's on it. Everything's <laughs> falling apart now. 419. Uh, Steven Batdad Mitchell, who also gets the shout out. The Annihilator. Ted Probst. I love punchline. Stork. Michael S. Forrest, Polly Camp, Joseph Wojcik, Matt Razor, DMN3000, Lady Abby Red, Natchez Ballone, Niels T. Ward, David Fink, Joey Bercosco, Stephen Baum, Jason Colby, Sue42, to you and me, Michael G., Ken Halleck, Comic Boom, Rocky, check out the Comic Boom YouTube channel, Cellar Dweller, Mark Jager, Aldrin Stoja, Nick Adams, Bill Fear of the Bat Pod, Ruben, Carlos, Noah Marv, Luke Hollywood, Simon, Luis, Manship, He's getting some medicine this week. I don't know what that means. Andrew Belfast, big on his manga right now. Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Million, my man, Keeper NYC, Batman Beyond Mark, Rob Lewis, here, and Double A, Ron. Eric, I knew I was going to run out of time, but I got it okay there. Yeah. How I'm, I'm having problems now. You got me all in sorts and out of sorts and things like that, Eric, with all that, but those are the badasses. Thanks, everybody who's on the Patreon as well for all the support that you do give us. I'm saying we get the hell out of this intro. The, the worst part of this, Eric, is that before we're there, I'm on my high horse, which actually is like a couple. like <laughs> <It's> a pony. <laughs> I was going to say it's a bunch of telephone books actually on my, my seat that I like to call my high many horse. horses. I'm there, and I'm like, you know what I like about our show? We're very professional. Like we, yep. we get our sections We go, we get in there, we know what we're doing And I'm talking about like, we know what books We're talking about, we got it all sorted out I'm like, we really come off I, really And I said, cool. I laughed and I said It's not like we are, I mean I'm in a shithole Of a basement right now talking about diarrhea But the, I'm surrounded still, by toys just staring we're, we're, at me With their judgmental we try, eyes We try to play off as it being a little more professional And then we get into the, the hit record And I don't know what happened Oh my Goodness, I'm all out of sorts from you, Eric, and your sexy, sexy mouth looking at me right there. I see it. You don't think you I have do? A video. Oh, I do. I have a video. It's not oh, live. It's from some other time when I was in the closet, Aaron. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Thank God that's over. <laughs> I was gonna say that I was like R. Kelly. I'm like, I can't say that. I'm gonna get canceled. But no, we all know you're out of the closet now. It's good. Ah, uh, that is true. <laughs> yes, there you go. Hey, Tanya. Uh, but that is, she, knows. <laughs> she knew all along. That is the end of the intro. We're going to go off. We have a bunch of books. We have a, a weird three book section in, in coming up. Which is, is that not, weird? Well, it is when you only have two other books after that. I t- I tried to, you know, get the back end going, just like in the sack, Eric. It's going to get all crazy here. But yeah, I think it's crazy or it isn't. I don't know. But here we go. We're going to go off to the uh, books.
Yes, and welcome to the books, Eric. Like that says, world's finest, right? Is that what right, is going What the hell on? are we doing with the tower? I, I was giggling so much. <laughs> I, I should have actually waited. And in fact, maybe I shouldn't reveal that. But what I was going to do is have that start and then have the record scratch going into something else. I didn't know what that other thing would have been, though. So I never did that. Then when I was getting ready, because when we're recording, I pick the songs right as we're going to do that. I was looking for the shot in the head dick grayson nightwing song couldn't find it so i went with that eric that was for you i know that you don't want to give that one up and eventually we can start using that we're going to start a tower deal also probably next week where i probably could have just used it legit we'll get a tower story but i just wanted to give people a little bit of what i call skewering eric as we go into this as as we are the professionals (laughs) It makes me laugh. 419. Uh, How odd. Yes, 419. Close to that crazy holiday that you end up celebrating every single year. And I do mean the 4th of July. Eric is what I mean there. But we're here to do three books in a weird section. Again, I don't Don't know why this is. The idea of 419, the odd number, drive me nuts. As we talk about all these things, it's still stuck there in the back of my head, you know, digging in on me. But also the idea of having more books in the first section of books than the other. T- it, it it just doesn't feel right to me. I don't it's know why. Many times in a lot of now, episodes. Now this is the thing. We've never had a time where, like, say we had four books and then two. We always have like three, three and two. We always have that last section ends up where there's equal and then whatever. I, I don't know. It's just it's it's driving me nuts, Eric. It is. But you made it makes sense. You told me why isn't the Flash with Nightwing? I said I don't know. This Probably because section Barbara's makes so between much them. Oh because you have the world's finest Batman and Robin that features a Dick Grayson, and then in the next book Nightwing you have a Dick Grayson who is featuring a Wally West, and then you have the Flash book at that. So who you're is saying it's like a passing the baton each time. It's like a relay race. It is. Oh my goodness, it works you're right. Out so well it does, and then you have the ladies' night section where you have Catwoman and the Wonder Girl deal. So it all works out. It's just I don't like the numbers. It's a numbers game in my head, Eric. But if you want to read reviews of these, you can go over to our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com, as we said before, and check all those things out. You can comment, even though it seems like some people can't. The way that that blogger nonsense is, BloggerSpotNonsense.com. I don't know, but you can go and read those and get a little little hint. At what we will be talking about And maybe some of the, you know, ideas Going through one of our heads at least And I did read your Flash reveal I will tell you, mwah, Eric Thank I you. liked it I ended up the week before everybody crowing about your reviews I'm like, I-, I should check these things out <laughs> I just, I ended up where I was reading the issue myself And sometimes you're not real responsive to me before a show I don't know if you want to save it for the show Because I'll send you you know, DMs and things like that on Twitter. Like, man, what about this? I make some inappropriate jokes. I'm doing I'm some stuff. There, I'm like, read the books, motherfucker. Man, and you're saying that, but I'm reading them, and that's why I want. So I'm like, I guess I gotta go read his review <laughs> to see if he thinks the same ways. We will talk about it. I know, but I want to know if I. It, this is the thing you don't understand. First off, I'm insane. 
You understand that. I understand But you that, also yeah. don't understand that while I'm reading the books, I'm already setting up the idea, okay, is it me versus Eric oh, in this one, or are we together? So I'm reading, I'm like, okay, I think this, this, this. I go and read, okay, I can calm down. It's going to be me and Eric together this time, because I do want to know how I, like, if, if it's me against you, I'm going to, you know, get the, the gun loaded. I'm going to be ready for you. That's what I'm saying, Eric. You know, I'm bad with the phone. That's what I am. And I know you love that. But we're going to start with <sighs> World's Finest. World's Finest number two, written by Mark Wade, with art by Dan Mora. Tamra Bonvalon, Eric, she blocked us. And Edita Abidakar. And we jump into this, and this is a book that everybody loves. This is the Sweetheart book. And Such I will, a weird book. Well, I, would, I will give that deal where it's it does perplex me at some points where you'll have certain writers doesn't really go with artists it's more writers even though i'll tell you a little bit of an artist deal i think the same deal but you end up like a tom taylor where if he's he was concurrently doing stuff at marvel and dc he's not as well you know accepted over there at the marvel it seems and you have the opposite deal with a ram v as well who he's there and you know all these things going on and mark wade a lot of the marvel fans they're done with their yelling. And then when he came over here to do this book, I was afraid, oh, people aren't going to give it a chance. I hear a lot of people yelling about Mark Wade, and that isn't the case. They love this. They they love this book. And well, I think people it's over more. people at DC love a lot of Mark Wade stuff, and this is going to continue that's on what with I'm this. Saying. It's just the idea of the storyline where I will always say, like, give me a Batman, Superman, Superman, Batman. Just give me a world's finest book because I am all about that. And when you have this book, the reason it feels so weird is because it's a flashback story. Everything is taking like place in the past with a Batman Robin who's a Dick Grayson still like you know going through that whole thing. But when you have these stories beyond wanting to over explain these characters like the Doom Patrol or what Red Kryptonite was in the previous issue, when you have this thing going on where the style of story that's being told, especially bringing Supergirl in here who's like around the same age as a Dick Grayson, the way that we're playing this, it almost feels in the flashback sense of it that we're more tiling the bridge between the golden age and the silver age of comic books back in the day because you have the magic aspect heavy and then you have the science aspect that's also very heavy which got you into the silver age and it feels very much a flashback to that than a flashback to our current continuity and then you end up where they hit philadelphia and there's almost a run dmc graffiti so then i'm thinking it's like mid 80s and all the fun stuff but what i like about this this feels like a book that when we were going to get those generations this is what the style of books I thought we were going to get when we were going to go, okay, we have the current stuff, but then that's the 5G, but then the other stuff where we're going to get those generational books, it might have yeah. been stuff like this. The one thing that I started thinking about with this, though, is, okay, we have this book, it's a flashback deal, feel, you, you don't really get to put your thumb exactly where, when, what. Some of the things feel out of place if you think of a certain time, but then they don't at certain other things, and so when you do this, we're heading till next week where Justice League dead. We're not going to get that. We have the regular Batman book that continue, but I think that they're like, we still have to have some Superman and Batman books kind of going, and this kind of does bridge the gap of that, and I like it. I like the, the concept of it, and I like having fun with it. This issue just didn't give me a ton. I mean, I don't hate it at all. The art's incredible. Oh, it's the, great. The story is fun, but it's more set up. And by the end, it just felt like I didn't get a lot. Like that first issue seemed like almost like we got too much. Like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm being flooded by info and stuff like that. This one just seemed like they wanted to give or Mark Wade wanted to give you a couple things, set some stuff up and then move on till the next deal. 
And it just it just didn't feel complete. I still liked it though. I think I'll like it more than you overall. But the and again, the art is it's stupendous, as they say. I'm telling you, I'm looking at it now. And the thing is, that's not even the worst part about the art. It's the worst part that I can take from the art, just because I was so confused the last issue. Because when I look at this Dick Grayson, we even have to comment in this about the idea that he's wearing pants now. It's a Dan Moore's reinterpretation of a Dick Grayson or a contemporary Dick Grayson outfit outside of his, you know, and classic Robin got costume. You last time. And I'm told because it is a very Tim Drake Robin costume. So I really thought that's what we were playing with, like, and a redefined version of that. And then you go back and you specifically say in this, like, okay, this is Dick Grayson. This is this contemporary new version of his Robin costume, and it works fine. It's just I was really thrown off at first in that I first know. issue. And it's funny because this kind of book, in my mind, it would have been cool because it is that, you know, kind of, you know, else, not else worlds, but else times, and you're kind of doing things. This could have been where if you ended up that death metal and you ended up having instead of future state, you had what they would call like hyper time fixing itself and doing wacky like. This seems like it is like a hyper time kind of doing this. And even with the custom, with that reinterpretation, it does seem like, okay, it's a little confusing, which Rob, we're going to do. And it confused you a bit. You were trying to figure it out at least going. But there's just so many little aspects of like, you know, just having Supergirl here and being yeah, around the same age as like Robin almost feels like they're dating at times. It's because of how we have Supergirl currently where like, you know, a couple of years ago, she was still in high school and a new interpretation from the new 52 on and stuff like that for where we are now. Yes, everything matters. But even the idea of her being able to time travel that goes back to like a golden age aspect to the character and stuff. It just doesn't feel like it fits with what's currently going on in the DC universe. And even going back to what we had in the first issue where it's like, okay, here's Metallo and he usually has the green kryptonite, but now he's got the red kryptonite. And we got to explain what red kryptonite does to Superman like overly, in my opinion. When you have the Doom Patrol here now that Batman and Robin have brought Superman to the mansion of Niles Calder, who is going to operate on Superman trying to get this red K out of his heart slash bloodstream. It's like, oh my God, we need Larry Trainer here. We need the negative man. So it's like, like, there's a, there's a chance that his radiation that he gives off in the negative man persona when he goes in here will flood out the veins and Batman's like, Niles, the negative man power lasts one minute. There are over 6,000 miles veins of arteries in his body. So we are really explaining how the negative man's power Thanks, works. Slim Good Buddy. I was going more but about the amount the of idea veins. Of like, you know, Niles Color, I know you are the leader of the Doom Patrol. You are the chief. But I'm Batman. Let me tell you how Larry's powers work and how long they last. It feels just like a weird situation to like to throw that out there. But even when we go on past this, you do have Batman and Niles there. And Robin has to say, it's like, this is what it's like to have who That's I don't know. Superman good. says, what is it like, you know, when you have two of the people in the room who think they're the smartest person in the room and how they act around one another. Yeah, because they're talking over each other. Neither of them will listen to the other one because they want to spout out facts before the other. And I don't want to, you know, be somebody that might accuse you, Eric, of not having fun with comics. But I, I get what you're saying. And with that, I know you're the continuity historian you it like to call himself. Odd. I never say that. Oh, don't you? Hey, well, yeah, that's not what Wrong Turn said. Load up your pistols. Continuity people <laughs> coming to town. Boom, Eric. Story. See? I don't think you could I say that. I, I don't. Well, by the time he's done saying that, I don't remember how it started. Uh, but yeah, I know that you, that's the thing. You, you do like to have fun. I, I've had that verified from Jess occasionally. Uh, but with that all, you don't like to get fun in a way that is like che- you feel cheated. I swear to God, when you end up, you feel dirty if you laugh at something that doesn't quite fit, you know, the full cut. But this is supposed to be that's the I, weird I, part. I just almost feel at times like Annie Wilkes from Misery talking about how the, like, the, 
the, the cliffhangers to those old movies she used to watch with and stuff like that. I almost feel crazy like that, but I'm like, I can have fun with this. I just need it to make sense. Well, like she always said, hot water burn babies. So just oh, remember God, I hate that you. with that. So again, that drives Scott, you nuts. The duty podcast. <laughs> it drives you nuts. I got my sledgehammer dancing around, stuck in the middle. With, wasn't that bad, Eric? You end up where. When you're going through this, that's the weird thing about DC and the weird play with some things with uh, DC. You end up having, say, a deep target. Nonsense. I mean, me even putting it in the same deal with this book. But they're never really good at telling you, okay, listen, you kind of relax on this book. This is kind of hyper time, or that is, or that's an Elseworlds or whatnot, because they're afraid it's not going to sell and things like that. But I think that this one, it's so obvious to me that you just have to have fun. But I know that that's against your nature. So when you go into this, I, I blame your father for that, Eric. But you end up he where you know going. anything about anything. So, well, he came up with his own ideas of continuity. He told me movies. Everything that he would see, he would come up with his own version. Tell me about it. And if the thing is, if I ever listened to my father, like for the podcast, like I would be so wrong about everything. I even remember before he died when episode one was coming. I was like, oh yeah. Eric Lee, did you see this movie where it's a little Luke Skywalker growing up? I'm like, <laughs> fuck it, Dad. Jesus Christ. I really, I, I mean, other reasons why I wish your dad was still alive, right? Just so I could ask him how much of a loser you were. But if we could have had him on maybe explaining some movies, it would have been great. I don't want to put him in a wrong turn deal, but I mean, that's kind of seems like, but I love when you would tell me stories of what he thought a movie was and what it was well, because even that like as a kid if like you know because i only saw him every other week and he had other kids he would see and he was a big movie buff but if they went and watched like a movie let's just say like puppet master one they rented that the week before when i wasn't there now this week they're gonna watch puppet master two but he doesn't want me to feel left out so he's explaining to me what puppet master one was and the thing is not only is he wrong but my imagination will take my imagination will take over so I'm envisioning this epic opus of a fucking movie that he's explaining to me only to find out what it is actually later on. I'm like, oh, it's not yeah, how really. good I imagined it to be. No, no. So when but you go into amazing. this, though, you end up where you are going to get things from the, the, the Supergirl stuff is very fun. It may be funner later, but it is a cool thing. Funner. You get that weird dating. Yeah, fun. And you end up where. You can't just sit there and like, when would this take place? Is that this issue or was that from that or that? You really are supposed to have fun. And I know that it's going to take a little bit of time to kind of get used to that sort of vibe or whatnot. And maybe I don't think you'll ever get over that because you're going What's to want to know is, what it I means. I love a Batman and Robin. You have a classic Batman here in the gray and the blue that I love. And you have a, you know, it's Dick Grayson Robin, but it's also in a Robin costume that's very similar to the Tim Drake that I love. I love this era of Batman and Robin being together. And it's something that I've wanted for a long time. And when you put in Superman in the mix, it's going to be fun. I just need to feel like I know where I belong within all this and how it all works out in the end. And so when you have all this going down, I, and I will also say, if, you know, you're lucky enough to have Tamara Bonvalon not it block you, get a hold of her and tell her that I think the colors are amazing in this. They are so good. Well, she doesn't block me, but I'm not doing that either. She is a great colorist, so it really looks good, especially when you have that dark deal and the glow and you end up seeing, you know, Superman's vascularity. It gets me all going with the that. Vascularity. You have that going down. And so, yeah, I don't like seeing him there with his chest pride open it's when close. he's still laying there. It's disgusting. I, I, I don't know what the thing is, even outside of the idea that I can't have fun with things. Cut him open with a kryptonite scalpel here so it'll work, you know, stuff. but I don't know what bothers me worse. The idea that I see this and then obviously because he's Superman, he's going to heal right after this. 
Is it that or the idea that he's blowing the steam off his fucking tea later on? I'm like, you're Superman. You don't need to blow it because it's too hot for you. That I got. I actually <laughs> thought you were going to say of the mention of, hey, uh, by the way, I'm and I need you to crack open his, you know, his ribs. I'm like, I don't need that. Uh, but yeah, the setup is they're desperately trying to save Superman. You get that deal of, I don't know if it's going to work. I kind of figured it would. Yeah. But I do like them where, and not just Batman smiling. Because that that's fun and that's cool. I like how they're weirded out by it because they've never seen it. Oh, that's the girl's horrified. And that's actually the deal where that shows you he did not think that, you know, Kal-El was going to survive this. Superman was probably gonna, was just in his mind he was going to die. I think that it, he's mad because he it wasn't his idea. Uh, that ended up saving him when he's going back and forth with the ideas. Oh, but Chip, then we you gotta understand why would he think that would work? Because negative man's power only lasts one minute, and you know how long the, and like the veins and arteries of a human body—it's crazy. To I'll think tell about. you, it's a weird deal where timing mentioned in this podcast that we're going to do in the books this week. That and then the idea where KGB says, "I planted a bomb, and it's an hour that I said." Who sets a bomb that goes up an hour? Batman but you end villains. up. Yeah, ridiculous. Uh, but you end up where now we're going to get to the gist of what we were talking about and try to figure out what the main story is with the devil, Neza. And it's cool. I like it. The thing that makes me laugh, though, is, is it's a real reality. The Doom Patrol kind of does their baton handing off to tell the story. And it, it's kind of goofy that they do that, but I don't mind. They're telling a group story as it goes down about what this all means and, and what's the person going on. behind who's doing this right now. We've uncovered this sword that's from, you know, around the Zhengza uh, area from around 1600 BC. And you know about the, the Nezha like story. Of, of course I do. Well, let me reiterate what's going on with the legend and stuff like that, just in case you, everybody else here doesn't know. But this guy who was down in battle and he dies and his emperor father's all upset. He goes across the world as far as he can, spends all the family money to try to find a way to resurrect his dead son. And when he finally does, he resurrects him. I'm sitting there like, you guys don't know about Lazarus Pits yet? I guess Rachel Gould hasn't come up with the chemistry for that yet. The science the wasn't quite worked out there. The calculus, it was a little but shady. the emperor finally did find, come to a magician and befriend him, stuff like that, and get the cure to you know resurrect his dead son. His dead son was furious with him because he squandered all the family money and got rid of all the empire that the families had built. That was pr- pretty much his birthright. Just but like I every kid, right? I don't know how much... He should be upset. Maybe it's just the idea that sometimes dead is better, that the devil Neza, something else came out with him when he was resurrected. Because it's just like that he made good on. It took him years and thousands of lives lost. But Neza used the lessons he'd learned from his father to rebuild it with an eye towards uh, rolling the known world. In time, his army was twice the size of the one he'd known. His fortune five times that, and it wasn't enough for him sitting here like, you just did that in a couple of years, did you? You had nothing. and just built yourself up. You're a little entrepreneur, aren't you? Even with that, I'm like, these hey, kids. Nisa, what's your this secret? Is, I'm mad. Like, Nisa, he gets, and he comes out of this, he gets resurrected. His dad gives up everything to get his son back and to see his you son fool. again. You And his son's me. like, look at you on your knees. I'm like, that's it. next thing he's going to be like, he's going to go and get fast food and not get anything for you. You uh, And tell you, father. you're a jerk and punch you and stuff and then push you down the stairs. Oh my goodness, Eric, it hit hard. Which is funny, though. You had the devil Or used the car all day. I mean, I can keep going. I have five kids. You have the devil Nezha here, though. But the thing is, he's almost like a magical version of Ra's al Ghul, now that we're really just honing in on the idea that Ra's is a science-based, and that's all he's ever been about with the Lazarus. Pretty much you have an immortal warrior here who has a freaking army of people, but essentially he has just turned his face towards 
all the heroes of the Justice League and is sending his forces against everybody like Billy Batson, Wonder Woman, Flash. I wish he would have seen everything that was going on because he's sending the supervillains against them, like Felix Faust against Billy uh, Batson in Philadelphia. And, stuff. and even that, we are playing this fucking game of when we just takes place, like a golden silver age type story, but Billy Bassett is still in Philadelphia. I'm like, but that's a that's a, a new thing that Billy is a part in of like Fawcett neighborhood, Eric. Yeah, and you like, know what? I didn't get angry at that. I actually giggled. I was like, You did it. Like you combined it. I know. That that's You cool with the Capullo restaurant later on? I don't mind. I, I'm telling you, I didn't even notice is what I'm saying because actually I was the enjoying I'm not I'm not sitting there. Oh no, I, I did see that there. I thought you meant in this. Uh, no. what I'm going with is is the idea where Mark Wade is almost telegraphing it to an Eric Shea and saying, Calm down, buddy. You're Please. gonna get a ton of things that you like. Yeah, I mean you get Billy Batson in Philadelphia. And that drives you nuts because it gets back to what it, it's what you well, want. Well, the thing is, I love Billy Batson in Philadelphia. I know. When the New 52 happened, I'm like, hey, we're from the Philly area. This is amazing. One of my favorite heroes is now protecting my city for the most part. That's amazing to me because Boston City is whatever. You can get rid of it. You can do whatever you want. You can have it be a Boston neighborhood, Boston Street. I don't care. The idea of Philadelphia is just cool, particularly just to me because of where we are. And that's cool. But when yeah, you we're say from the that, Philadelphia area, exactly. When you say know. that, though, you have really put a timestamp on this, even with Billy Batson still being a kid and Shazam when we have this thing where he's a newer-esque hero and you have a Batman and a Robin, uh, Dick Grayson Robin, and Billy Batson's right there. I'm like, I don't understand the rules. I know, but uh, that's what I'm saying. I think that he is giving you this idea of a wink-wink, like things – it's not like, completely like ridiculous, right now, but he's giving you, you that him. deal. Should be out of college. He should be a contemporary <laughs> with fucking Nightwing. It's not like a weird you thing. Nuts. It's going to drive you nuts the whole time. It is really going to drive you insane. I don't know why. These. And I think it's by design. I think they're trying to do it's this. It's a just, personal slight. Just <laughs> as an aside, uh, we ended up on the Patreon. We just ended up finishing the Christ on Infinite Earth this week. Yeah. In the final issue, you end up having batten down the hatchets. Everybody, the hatchets. I don't know why I said that, the hatches. Uh, you hatchets, end up baby. having different heroes defending different cities and it's yeah. usually their cities and things do you remember i don't think you would but would you do you remember who was defending philadelphia uh, i just this actually when i was who doing was this i thought that you would be upset about this um yeah probably the ray a vigilante okay. cyborg okay. and the new renee montoya wildcat that's who is defending philadelphia just i i didn't know if you'd have an issue with that renee for montoya some reason wildcat yeah, that, or not Renee Montoya. Or Yolanda uh, Montez? Re- Yolanda Montez, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sit here like, I don't recall that. But no, that, that's a cool group of heroes for Philly. You like that, though? And I think the Legionnaire is there as well. Uh, he's swooping him with his armor on. But yeah, it, it's okay. But again, I like when you get that deal of, you know, the heroes of a certain city and a certain yeah, thing of fun. what they do. It comes up later. I actually have a little thing to throw where I think there's a lot of shade. Being thrown like later. During the New 52, at- they started getting rid of, like, of a lot of their other things. Even the idea of Star City. Now it's Seattle where, you know, Green Arrow is from and stuff like that. Like, Hawkman's no longer at, uh, at Gateway, I think it was, but now he's in New York and stuff like that. You don't really deal with Midway City. Now I think it was Get Midway is from Hawkman. Anyway, you don't have Boston City anymore. You were pretty much getting rid of a lot of the fake cities besides for Gotham Metropolis and stuff like that. It's in funny, the too, universe. because this week you get some mentions, and in that flashbook, I think there's pure shade being thrown at Starman. But we'll get to that later as we, we go along. But in this, again, I, I don't think that you don't like this book. I don't want everybody, because I'm kind of joking around with the idea that you don't like things that are fun or whatnot. It's just that it's you... It's all a joke. You Well, you do. Yeah, it is. Uh, you end up where... 
a lot of times though you you do want them to hammer out exactly what's going on or where it's happening because you want to know if this is going to you know matter or go and I, I don't think this will i mean i think that you realize that too the idea that we're going through this it but is it just could. for fun it always takes you a couple issues though to kind of settle into what's going on and i think that mark wade is throwing a lot in here to really keep people off balance to let them recognize this doesn't really mean some so let's have some fun and i had fun with this issue but not as much as the first issue and i think that it's just because this is a okay we have to set up nasa we have to set up this whole deal to go forward and i think that you're really relying on this as set up for the next issue to have a lot of really really cool things happening as well, you end up having supergirl th- and dick Grayson go back in time I, and I again mean, i'm telling you i like the pairing of a dick race and robin and I, supergirl, I and even fun. one that seems like they're almost romantically connected in the past that had a really bad date or a first date whatever it was that they're just not on speaking terms for the most part anymore even though we have to have work they have to work together I like that. But when it's just Supergirl holding Robin, like, all right, now I'm going to fly over here and use my vision to figure out where the, the thin spots in time are so we can travel back to this ancient feudal Japan. I'm like, all right, I, you I guess like we the, have to do this. You don't like the arms crossed Dick Grayson pissed off as that, he's That's flying. hilarious. But no, great. That, that's fine. It's just the idea for some reason. Supergirl breaking the time stream and going back in time bothers me. And then we're going to use the vibrations of this ancient sword from that era to be, be able to pinpoint the time that we're going to. Yeah, that, it gets wonky to get there, but it's fine. It's still even for stuff. our other story, because that's the B story. And our A story is Batman and Superman going to Philadelphia to save Billy Batson from Felix Faust, who was told by the devil Neza that he, like, we just got to make sure that we kill this kid, but don't let him speak. So Felix immediately, you know, makes it so he doesn't have a mouth anymore, which is great because you are pretty much incapacitated the uh, mightiest mortal right now. But when we go through this, it is along the lines of the over explanation of things. Once again, we're in the first issue. It's like Superman is weak to green kryptonite, but you don't know what happens to him with red kryptonite where anything can happen and how we go through that now. And now it's like, okay, now we're going up against Felix Faust. Hey, he's a magic user and Superman, he's weak against magic. I'm like, I yeah, thought it, when when it, they bring it up, I, like I get this it. Right now, are you reading this for basic bitches? But it, I think that it's actually the wink, wink of a Silver Age deal, and not just for basic bitches. I think it is <laughs> to give you that. Oh, that's where we're having fun here. We're we're doing that. But the problem is, is sometimes and recent and things like that. Some of the writers would be writing this and be full out, you know, serious or whatnot. So you never know anymore. Is this, you know, serious or whatnot? I think he's just having fun with it, and even. The art, which I thought one little thing, this is just me, maybe, but you end up having Dan Morrow so good that so he good. even gives you that Supergirl that's the bilkless Evely Supergirl that we saw in that Tom King deal. It looks like that exactly. And I think that that's kind of a cool, but then that confuses you as well. But I think that it really is one of those. Love like the costume the best, in this. Yeah, the best looking versions of all these. Ca- I mean, they look great. The, the Doom Patrol, and that's the other thing, Felix Faust. I mean, you end up having that, and I'm like, this is Eric's stuff. Like, you love this stuff with these characters, but then they's like, tugging at you the other way. It almost feels like Superman's never even heard him. Like, I'm not going to have any trouble taking out a guy named Felix. I'm like, you're a hater, Superman. Well, they, they seem to be playing off that weird deal. There's some weird plays here. Like, in that, name but, yeah. shave him. Yeah, really. I mean, seriously, Superman, your name's Cal. I mean, seriously. What are you, Ripken? You end up where you, you go through this. And I really thought as they were going back in time, and I'm talking about Dick Grayson and Supergirl, like, yeah. y- you're they're going to think you're the bad guys. Like, there's no way they're not, and they do. I mean, it ends up playing out. 
that way. But well, even I like the, the stuff- idea because when you show up, you have these people that are flying, using magic and stuff <laughs> like that. You have you have Robin in a cape and a domino mask. He looks like an outlaw to a degree. But really, the thing that really does it is that he has the Devil Nezha sword. So the idea that you have this this group of gods, like deities and freaking warriors that came together to seal away Nezha, and that's the reason that our heroes are going back in time to figure out how they were able to do it. Like, how do, this is how we're going to find out from them to take down the devil, Nasa. But when he show up, like, like I'm thinking, like, obviously they look like a bunch of fucking weirdos, so these people are not going to trust them. But no, you have the enemy sword. Obviously, you are a bad guy, so it does lead to an interesting way to create a fight. And I'm like, yes, I'm all for that. And and just the fun of it, I mean, now you're in ancient mystical deal where you have one guy, he's floating in the back, he's flame, and I'm like, this is cool. And the art really plays it out, too. And Though I, I do like the Felix Faust stuff too And the idea that Felix Faust They do know him because they end up saying It's your just gizmos and gadgets yeah. and whatnot. But you are interesting, like You are not great compared to the instrument That you need to use to channel your magic through So once we get rid of that, that'll be things like You fool, like that, I knew this It's like I've upgraded, it's all misdirection I love the idea of this Where at the beginning Felix Faust seems really bad. I mean, he ends up that Billy's just a little kid, a child. and he's going to murder him. Plus, he ends up like, how are you going to scream with no mouth? I mean, it's such a great horror movie trope where he does that makes sense. So then you end up Batman and Superman come down, and now he's a chump, right? You're like, oh, here, here's the real bit. Oh, no, no, he's not a chump. It was it's a misdirection. misdirection like any proper magician. It was a really good way. To play and then that he sends out. them to hell. So you have Superman and Batman and Billy Batson without a mouth who are sent to hell for the ending of this issue. And I'm just sitting there because all I can think of the worst things like I've seen. I don't know if it was like X-Files episodes or just horror movies in general where people's mouths are taken away from them. And like I've seen people that like, you know, nobody knows why this happened. This one guy was horrific where his mouth was taken away. It might have been from a wish or something like that with a genie. But. He had to have surgery where they had to recreate his mouth. He had no lips. And it was just a fucking mangled face with a hole in it now because they had to give him a mouth. And all I'm thinking now is like, you are Billy Batson, the mightiest mortal. You are needed here because of, we're fucking literally in hell. You then take a knife and slice your freaking like the uh, hole open in your face to say Shazam because that is horrifying. And I'm so scared. We had this at some, I swear it was like a Constantine deal. And me and you had a discussion at some point during the podcast, and we've been doing this for too long, Eric, uh, but we actually talked about the idea, if your mouth gets, is there still the mouth behind it, or is it all just solid and stuff? I always think there's a mouth behind it. I do, too. And so, mm-hmm, like, doing that nonsense and stuff, but yeah. You like, just- there was something else that I watched, too, where there was something that would crawl up a person, and would, like, you know, it would bind their flesh together, like, sealing up wounds and holes. It was some kind of, maybe, like, nanite technology like that would just close your mouth up and your nose and your nostrils, and you'd have to freaking cut it open. I didn't mean the car and the Batgirls, either. I meant, the, you know, the adhesive, Eric. Well, but that yeah. keeps that together, too. Yeah, yeah, it does it. Uh, when we go through this, though, again, when it, you're getting characters that we don't normally get, even Doom Patrol in, in the beginning and you awesome. know, last issue and stuff like that, they look great. Then you get Felix Faust. Then you get time travel. There's a lot going on here. Supergirl. And I, and so I love it. I, I love that. Now, again, I said my only thing that I step back from people giving, you know, 12 out of 10s for this is the idea we didn't really get my everything's intriguing. Everything's fun. I want to see. I think that. This is to make the banger of the issue next issue and then going forward. World's finest in hell. I mean, yeah, you end up where if you would think of the idea where 
I say to you, there's going to be a book. Superman's almost going to die from the Red K. They get him back from the Doom Patrol, but then they meet Felix Faust's sons in the hell. In the meantime, Dick Grayson and Supergirl go back in time because of the it's Devil Nazar. It's just a fun situation like, of what you're doing here where you have a, like Superman calling backup and Supergirl shows up here, even though I don't think the time frame makes sense with that. But when you have situations like this where Batman and Superman will go off and you don't always have to have Robin, but if you do need Robin, not only can you have your Robin, but you could have all your favorite original Teen Titans characters in their younger self form going off to do Teen Titan stuff for the Batman and Robin and Superman. And I'm like, that seems like it could be really cool. Yeah, too, and I really like seeing with Billy. more redesigns of how it would be. And I love Billy yeah, Batson. Yeah, Billy Batson, you love he's in Philadelphia, Fawcett neighborhood. I, I actually think that that was really cool. The way that they played that out to kind of give a shout out to both and all that. And then you end up where at the end, like I said, so many things happening, so many crazy things that you, who would have thunk it, Eric, with that. Now, Here's my thing before we give our scores is this is, again, it, it's made for fan service. This is what this is all about, to have fun with a Silver Age classic feeling deal. You get all these things. So if I like this and then I start, you know, getting mad at other books, don't they, it's each book has its own kind of deal. And that's what this book is about. So I can accept that and go with the flow and it's here. it's also new. It hasn't worn on you yet. Exactly. And, and I'm thinking at, at, at a point. We can't just go so balls to the wall like this, where every issue is just wacky out the wazoo. I think that you're going to get all this, this stuff. In. I'm telling you, then, yeah, you'd be like, really? Like, we, we got enough now. It's almost like they're feeding me like candy. And then, you know, after like, I don't know, two years, I'm like, hey, I'm still eating it. And then they're like, this didn't work out. You're Homer and hell. Yeah. I don't love the candy. If it was like hamburgers, then I'm in. But yeah. Right now, though, I'm having a ball, and it does give you that thing of, oh, my God, who's going to show up next? Who's in hell? Who's here? Who's there? We'll see. Uh, but what would you give this? I love the art a lot in this. The substance, though, is just a little – I need a little bit more of it. I need to have a better understanding of the time frame because while we can play with a lot of things because it is a flashback, it still feels like it needs to have rules. And what we got here didn't really jive with me. And the story aspects of Supergirl going back in time to find out how we did this well. We just have Superman and Batman go to save Billy Bats, and it just wasn't enough in the second issue for me to really say, like, man, I can't wait for the next issue of World's Finest. So I'm still loving it a lot, though, but a 7.8 out of 10. Yeah, I'm an 8.5. I, I really liked it. It's one of my, you know, books now that I'm counting on liking it each time until it doesn't. It is funny, the idea of, like you said, these characters coming and this ends up feeling like it's like a milkshake. You know, it's it's great, but you can't, Delicious? You can't drink like 10 of them. When we get to the next book, which is Nightwing, that like a challenge. it's Nightwing number 91, that feels like it's like like a Diet Coke or something. You think that you're getting the sweet. Both delicious. There's not much there to it at the end. It's a lot of empty calories. Though, again, milkshakes are as well, so I don't know. What do you mean empty calories? There ain't no empty. There ain't no calories in Diet <laughs> Coke. No, no calories in that. I know that, but I'm saying the milkshake as well. Uh, but, yeah, it just ends up the fan service aspects of these three books that we have in this first section. They just come across a little different to me in this Nightwing number 91, which is written by Tom Taylor, art by Hora A. Borges, Adriana Lucas, and Wes Abbott, ends up being a book that I just I need more from. We've done too much in this book. We're 14 issues into his run, and it does not feel. I know you had some times to fear step, but not many. And by this point, really, if I sit there and I say, because it's an easy book to like, it really is. You're going to get your hero doing hero things. We had a few times, but still, that doesn't counter that really counteract the fact that we are now this many issues in of Nightwing and his new billionaire freaking status quo when we have the heartless blockbuster and pretty much Melinda Zuko sitting here waiting in the wings for something for them to do. I'm like, 
This was the beginning of this Nightwing story, and we haven't done Dick with Eric, them. I wanted to mention that so people didn't throw shade at me. When I'm like, okay. 14 issues, and they're like, well, there were some tie I just want to mention, there were tie-ins, but there's two. There's two. Yeah, two. There, there's too Rest much going your on. storytelling, where we're just saying, you know, isn't Dick Grayson awesome? Sure is. I ended up loving, I loved that first issue. It was really, it was refreshing to me. We were back to Dick Grayson. It wasn't Rick Grayson nonsense. Refreshing star. You weren't, <laughs> you weren't as big on it as I was. But then as we went, we kind of flip-flopped with it. As we went through that first arc, I kept saying, okay, this is nice. We, we keep getting the so uh, you know nice. reaffirmation that Dick Grayson is a great guy. But I again, as a longtime fan and one of my favorite, my favorite character, I didn't need that. But I, okay, some people do, right? So we end that first arc with the Heartless's big moment that we haven't got back to. Look at all my hearts in my jaw. Issue Watch six. out, Dick Grayson. And I'm like, oh, here we go. And uh, I'm going to get a bigger jar for the blockbuster. And watch out, Dick Grayson. Uh-huh. You got the heart setting up kind of what we thought were rules, all these things going. He's got his heart gun. Love gun, maybe. You end his up His sister, where... who's also kind of related to Tony Zuko or to a degree, but not. But like the idea that she's the mayor, but also working for blockbuster, but it's a double agent. What are we doing with that besides we're getting texts? I don't know. So with that. What's going on here? We're not we're not progressing really anything. You're kind of going each issue to me feels like we're two steps forward, three steps back. As it's MC Scat Cat, but also the idea that we keep almost like repeating things in issues. Is it that they don't want to get too far with this dark crisis coming? I don't know. Makes sense because. But then you're really meandering. Now I do think that Nightwing number one hundred, we're going to get a Dick Grayson and Babs wedding. Uh, which is kind of even mentioned the idea where it keeps you? going. We already had I didn't that. want to hear it. You had that. And it, it is weird when we read this and we're going through it, the idea that in death metal, you did have an impromptu wedding between, you know, oh my God, end of days. Everybody wedding thought deal. they were going to die in the final battle to make sure that everybody was there to see that and the, the feelings that Nightwing and Babs had for each other. They got married because they thought they were going to die. We don't, we don't reference that. I said, Derek, like, they're not, screw that. They're never going to reference it. Then we get out of Death Metal and finally get to Infinite Frontier, where they end up saying everybody remembers everything. I'm like, oh, I'm wrong. They're get- Everything matters except for this. Yeah, nobody mentions it, but I do think that's what we're heading for. That would be a big one. we got to make issue. it official. We have to actually go and have a registry. We've got to fucking put invitations out there. We've got to do all the bullshit because Babs, she's a classy woman. She wants to have the real deal. Just getting fucking married in the apocalypse and at the 11th hour, that's not good enough for her. And just just think of this. That is going to be, and I think maybe Ride they'll do the deal, where if that is the case, they can. It's going to be so close because it looks like Dark Crisis goes until December. Who knows what happens yeah. after that? You can maybe double ship January. one deal, but you can get Nightwing 100 to come out in December if you really want to. It's right around that time. Have the wedding. Boom, reset, and then you could just go from there. But uh, with all that, though, what, it's be what really are, hard to have that come out in December, though, when we're at issue ninety one. Right no, now. we only have that's eight months deal, and we have nine issues. Just double ship once is the deal. May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. Eight months from now, with nine issues to go. I mean, that is pretty easy in my mind. But you end up with this going on. What are you doing in the here and now? And I think that this book is having problems because Tom Taylor continues to have the. Hey, we're 14 issues in, but I want to show you that everybody loves Dick Grayson and he has help from everyone. Eventually, he's going to have to do something himself. 
and he doesn't do it again this issue. I warned everybody last week. I said I'm we're okay probably going to get it. To a degree, this issue for the help that we have with Wally West, where you have the best buds here, though, and do this because not only are you setting things up with Nightwing and the friendship between Wally and Dick, but the idea that you have this uncle-esque kind of version of Nightwing who's like, you know, coming over to like Wally and Linda's house, even being a pseudo bad influence just because he has a dog now. Wally's kids want a dog and he can't say no to his kids. This is great banner back and forth. Even when you have a Wally who's really pissed off a KG base for what he did to Dick by shooting him in the head, he's holding a grudge right there. This is an amazing aspect to this book. But when you get right down to the nitty gritty about what this issue is about, it falls apart really hard and really quick. And the thing is, I'm not even talking about Wally. I'm talking about once again where Dick Grayson realizes what he has to do and then calls in every other character. So Tom Taylor can just sweep it all under the rug at the end where you have something huge here. Even after what we're going to talk about with Wally and Dick, where you get a whole network of this could be something that would be cool to see them go and take down or whatever. Instead, you get Superman. Yeah, Agent Fundre. You get Starfire, Donna Troy and, and Garth, where they're just going to take care of things done. Everything ends up by the well, end. We this need happened a lot of before. people to take out a lot of people. That's not giving you much of a story then. We had this before where all of a sudden no, no, all not, the Titans show this, up. It's not much of a story because the thing is, I think that aspect of it is fine for what they're doing. But when you have the agent, I, I wish I knew how to say this, the agente funbre, this, this really like, you know, mysterious organization that's been going back that you contact pretty much a broker to an assassin, pretty much anybody that you will want to be killed, you contact them and they are a hundred percent guaranteed to get the job done. And they are just this mysterious thing that nobody knows who the agent Batman doesn't think they're is. real. That's how Batman crazy is like, it is. Oh, court of the hours about it. The only person that says, you know, I know about this is Damien. So fucking dicks all on this. It's another thing that Batman just, he's asleep at the wheel again. I'm telling you when we had Tom Taylor writing that deal in the last Superman son of Kal-El, don't trust that Jason. I think he's wrong. And, and here, he, again, it's mentioned, Batman doesn't even know that they exist. And, yeah, you end up pinging a phone and then punch him out. I mean, we'll go through this, well, but the there's not much to this, it. When you have the KGB show up because he is there to kidnap Barbara Gordon, to drag out Dick Grayson, so La, La Agent Fumbre can go and take out Dick Grayson for Blockbuster because he's made himself too much of a target right now with what he wants to do with Bloodhaven. Blockbuster's not about this. And he has to stay out of the open because the Teen Titans have already come together and threatened him like, you stay away from Dick Grayson. So he has to go to an expert, somebody who's never failed an organization and gets this out there and has a 100% guarantee, like, we will kill your fool. We have the situation. Everything is brought down by taking out KG Beast, putting his phone up to his face for facial recognition, and finding out text from the agent of the Fumbre. And there's the idea, okay, we're going to track this text. There's a tower over here in Costa Rica. There's not supposed to be a, t- a tower there. It pinged here. Now it's just Wally and Nightwing running down the frigate, you know, uh, to Costa Rica to go find this installation for this whole organization where you have one person dressed up with a bunch of ninja assassins. This is the person. This is how we we ping the fucking tower. The end. I'm just so upset, too, because it's not even upset. It's just a silly situation where we have this whole thing. Barbara Gordon, she is kidnapped because she's being used as bait, but she's not really kidnapped because Nightwing and Wally, they get there in time. And we find out it's KG Beast. We get this information off his phone, and for some reason, Dick and Babs have to go to Central City to Wally's house to check this stuff out. I'm like, 
Why didn't we just go to Gotham? It's a lot closer. They have better internet there, Eric. It's free internet. I just don't understand why. He, he's a billionaire, but he doesn't want to waste money. Did Wally I, individually just carry them to his house to go check know. this out on his laptop? Again, the whole play would be that that's their safe house at the moment, that they took them there because she was a target as well. But you're also well, you just kind go of. to that freaking shitty ass warehouse apartment that you have with the Batgirls. You're Barbara. throwing a lot of shade. That's the weird thing about this, where, again, I, if I go through. The process here and yes when you end up having but again it's it's wally going through and channeling the idea of man that dick race and everybody loves him he's great and it's kind of seems like it's shade thrown at, at, at tom king about what happened to him you know when they're taking down kgb's you know you got he shot in the head and this thing and he's taking him down but this is nothing it's nice moments but it's not giving me a story because in this we're in a nightwing book Wally takes down KG Beast. Wally ends up finding the bomb and disarms it. You get Dick Grayson who gets the phone. That goes off to Barbara. Okay, that's part of the book, but it's still Barbara pinging. Then you have to use Wally to get to the place. Wally ends up getting knocked out so that Dick can finally do something. Then they reveal one of the greatest assassins in the world with KGB. Somebody who was like been feared by everybody, all of these countries, all throughout the whole thing. Especially if you go back to the freaking like the original story for the KGB, where he came to Gotham looking for Batman and stuff like that. Everybody feared this man and stuff like that, and what he would represent, and where he comes from, and who he is. He is brought down, like I said, facial recognition on a cell phone right there because he's tied up. But also, you'll never stop us. There is a bomb planted around here. You'll never get to it in time. It's on a timer for one hour. one hour and all dick does to make sure that we get to the bottom of this whole thing is he checks the van the last thing that was looked up in the gps it's the library okay i wish that it was just that Done. you know a- avid reader kgb so it's the third thing before then but yeah and then while he goes into sums it comes back done and so with that again it's Thanks nice to out, have KGBs. it's nice to have a titan's feel it's nice to have the characters and i do i want it more of just i could have had dick grayson hanging out at the West family residence for a little while and have that. So when you end up, like I said, he takes down, they find this crazy thing that people, Batman doesn't even know exists. They end up, yeah, they get a little in with the KGB seven, the phone or whatnot, but it makes everybody else look like dupes because of all this. But then they just go and punch out because she stabs Dick Grayson, but no, 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 Mister Terrific Man. Everything is something else that somebody did, and I don't well, we mind had that, that in for the previous the issue bit. where we set up the new costume with Wally just to make it so Dick Grayson can get That's stabbed this issue and be okay. Again, it's not him using his acrobatic skill to get away. It's that oh, I have this you know stab-proof suit that somebody else gave me. Then he goes, okay, we're going to take down this organization. All these assassins are out there. Okay, and, and well, okay, we'll, we'll end up deleting this and go, no, 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 we're going to take him down. And then he calls in other people to get the job done while he just sits there. And I just, at the end, I never get enough Nightwing. And with that, with Blockbuster at the end, some of the biggest stories with a Nightwing, a Blockbuster, they're very personal and very into this. But I'm starting to lose track of a personal idea of this. We're just getting... You know, team ups of the month, but it's like every character in this is just there to solve everything very quickly. Even the idea that you just got that suit, like you said, and then it just comes up right away, and you're like, okay, I don't know. I see that knife going in. Well, just not only weird. That, but when you have this organization that's been around forever, that every criminal organization knows and trusts, this is something that. Is a hundred, like I said, a hundred times now, a hundred percent guaranteed. Guaranteed. Like, this is like Court of Owls situation, just for like, you know, a little bit more out League of Shadows. Uh, yeah, all along these those things. lines, League of Assassins, but because they are essentially a League of Assassins. 
But you have this criminal organization that wants to remain secret and away from the freaking cape community. When you have Dick and Wally show up, Dick, like, you know, they take out all the best trained assassin guards they have. Wally gets knocked out by a force field that only reacts to fast things, hence like a bullet or a shelling. But you have the main, like, you know, um, Agent Lef- uh, I can never say it now, Le- Agente Fumbre come out and, like, you know, fight Dick with a fucking stag skull faceplate and stuff like that. But we, t- we take this person down and we just walk into this this house. It's essentially a fucking, this whole thing is just out of a house. All right, this is the computer. It's not encrypted or anything like that. We're just going to go in here and, like, send a lot of people out and about so the Teen Titans can then catch them. Haha, we took them down. I'm like, this... This is this is a clandestine assassin organization, and you just brought it down by like you know tricking an email. Yeah, and the weird thing about it is like they don't leave any sort of trace and things, but yet all of a sudden they do. And then with that, this story like it, it feels like it could have been bigger, but it isn't. And maybe you know we wouldn't have enjoyed doing six issues of this, but when you're doing this and showing me that this is kind of not as big as what I thought it was. You're also not doing your other stuff that we had. You end up at the end, it ties in the blockbuster, where it's only getting back to the idea of, hey, Shiva shows up for some reason and says, hey, you ended up getting this organization caught and all that. It, it's We've been fine, but you meddling Shiva, in. Shiva, so, are you here for the Dick Grayson job? No, a courtesy. For the first time in generations, Agente Fumbre has been discovered and apprehended. Over 20 top assassins are in custody. One was found dead with his heart removed. So we just have a weird assassin who's killed by Heartless for no reason. Dick Grayson is protected from on high. No one will touch this job. So now we just have Dick Grayson and like no assassin will come after him. So obviously now we have to have Blackbuster be like, well, fuck, even though the Titans had threatened me, this time it's personal. This is what gets me crazed about it. The idea where the Titans come in and say, you're not going after the Dick Graysons. And she was here as a courtesy, even though she's leading the birds of prey yeah, right I now. I think they're Batman not going with Urban Legends nonsense. But with that, but it's a courtesy. Maybe she's doing it anyway. There's Blockbuster. Right? Hey, I'm Blockbuster. I'm going to get that Dick Grayson. No, no, no. You're not allowed to get Dick Grayson. Oh, shucks. I can't get him. Okay. Shucks. I'll hire these guys to just then at the end of the Shiva go, nope, you're going to have to go get Dick Grayson. He's like, what is going on in this town? I think he needs to get out of blood. He's like, everybody's telling me opposites. And so you end up Come on Blockbuster, be Blockbuster All it gets back to is Blockbuster now has to do it himself With that I say fuck you Joe Boo, I do it myself What's going to be the end of this idea of everything is And even saying in this, Wally West says Oh I check on you every hour Well that's going to have to stop If you're going to want to get a personal deal And you would hope that Dick Grayson versus Blockbuster You hope that the Titans don't just swoop in and fly him into the sun. I feel like it will happen. If it does, then what are we doing here? (laughs) But I'm saying, what are we doing? That's not what you want from this. I mean, we want to have a story. I imagine they will swoop in and for the first time he'll be sitting there. No, he'll say, I want it myself. One hand against his face and then he'll put his other arm out and just hold them back. No. I do this myself. I'm like, okay, Dick, go get him. If you want to ask me, and if this is going to draw, you know, because that's the most cliche thing that can happen. I have to assume that'll happen. What I think. Yeah. Now, the weird thing, and I'll go back to what I was going to say even before I get you my little predictions. But it's weird that Dick Grayson sends out the word to his friends of where these assassins are. These particular people well, that he's be, found yeah. in this mysterious clandestine computer terminal. And one of them ends up being taken down by the Heartless. That's very odd. Maybe a coincidence, but very odd. So maybe that's intriguing. I think, though, that what you're going to have to do, you're going to have to have something happen to these, something where 
Heartless maybe captures everybody that Dick Grayson loves and we're setting up who these would be with them keep on swooping in. Because at a point, I think he has to fight Superman, Starfire, Tempest, and Donna Troy. So, and you're sitting there like, I don't think they're gonna. he's going to take the hearts or something. He's an but, asshole with a heart remover gun. What the fuck's he going to uh, do? But I don't know because what happens then? Dick Grayson at some point is going to have to tell Wally, don't interfere because I'm afraid that your family will be in danger. Because Wally now says, I check on you every hour. And I check on them every hour, so too. So what happens then when you have him not show up? Are we supposed to get mad at Wally then and say... Oh, Wally, what the hell are you doing now? You jerk, Look, he you lie. on him like it's for like a half a second every hour. It's a lot still, of though, it's between. setting up where Tom, but Tom Taylor's setting up the idea that nobody can get at Dick Grayson Nightwing or they'll all know and they'll come in and help. The thing is, you say that, but Wally even says while he does that, he wasn't there to see that his building collapsed on him and he wish he would have, but he wasn't there at that point in time. But he'll end up finding out, like say Blockbuster kidnaps him, they'll find out within the next hour. It's just you're setting up this deal where you're not letting Nightwing do anything on his own. You're not setting up any stakes. I mean, who works the stake? What you have right now, it's going to go to the street situation almost like a Daredevil kingpin, and it'll be a fight to the finish, fisticuff style between these two. Yeah, but... Probably in the rain. But why then wouldn't that... You're going to have to set up why they're not going to show up. And I told you, they will show up, and he'll put his arm out there and be like, no, yeah, and I'll it'll do be this. Ridiculous. I just... I want... And actually, because some of the things where you get the Nightwing, a lot of times it does end up. This Some of the better Nightwing things do resemble like a Daredevil, where it is yeah. street level. This is not street level. I mean, first off, he's a billionaire. He can't do anything wrong. Billionaire lawyer, Matt Murdock. I mean, he has everything. Yeah, but he can't do that because that's, that's thing, not right? Daredevil and he doesn't make shit. Uh, so that always causes lawyer. issues. You know, so he ends up where does everything pro bono. Everything with this book has become my friends come in because I'm so great. They come in and help me and great. finish up the deal. They're so great too. Yeah, I, I'm getting Titans forever. Really, I mean, who cares now? I mean, I, if this is what the Titans deal Titans is, means there's no threatening thing to anybody. Except for that I mean, risk, they end up taking down this, you know, thing that confused Batman to say that it didn't exist. Where they punch out one person and then get everybody else to swoop in. It just is weird. Usually, these books, like again, usually the books have that kind of. You know, unwritten code that this is my city. These are my villains. Because if Superman decided he could go and take down every Batman villain there is. But he doesn't do that because that wouldn't make a great Batman book. But that's what we're getting here. We end up where everybody. Dick Grayson, who leaves Batman to be Nightwing way back when, to get to Bloodhaven. And now it's just everybody there solving every problem for him. And even then, the problems aren't even that big to them. Like something that should be this assassin network seems like it's so huge and a, a crazy nope taken down and not even a whole issue and it's just done and then we move on oh my god blockbuster has to now go after him himself and we still have all these threads just hanging after 14 issues of this it's starting to get you know old to me but i again it's an easy book to like though if you're just reading it and you're like it's an easy book to read too everything with the main story of Lafuente, of agent lafumbre it falls apart immediately because it's such a silly concept that they take it down this this mysterious thing so easily. But everything you have with Dick and Wally is amazing. Even talking about the future of what Barbara's going to bring. Even Barbara being here. I don't know why she's here, but she's here. And she's fine. The West family's here. All that stuff I love in a book full of great art. It's just the main plot of the book is not great. It's along the lines of a lot of feel-good issues. I'm Because of these things, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Yeah, I'm a 7. I don't I, I don't hate it. I feel like I'm yelling and screaming and I hate it. I don't hate it. I just I keep wanting more and I keep expecting at this point where 
What are you going to do? I mean, like I said, you got a guy who never does anything wrong. He's a billionaire. He has all these friends that will always be there for him to solve everything. All he has to do is find info and point, and they go off and do their thing. And it just ends up feeling like we said what would end up with that world's finest. If you keep adding and adding and and not doing much of a story-wise deal, you know, you're going to want more. But people seem to love it. People seem to be into it. Uh, So, yeah, 7 out of 10, the art is pretty darn good. And, again, it's fun to see the character. I wish that if you're going to have all these characters show up, maybe you don't always have to have just the Titans. I know that John's here because of that crossover, but it it is still like Donna, Starfire, and Garcia. I'm saying they don't have anything to do, I guess, in this universe because they're always just doing Dick Grayson things. You have other characters that are friendly with them, even Bat Family. You could even have the Bat Family get involved with some of this, but it would be like and if these books were all of a sudden in the Batgirls book, you know that John could swoop in and that and end up solving everything, or even Dick Grayson. You can't do that in every book, or you just don't get the feel of that character and that that level of what that book is. And I, I really wanted this to be more street level, especially the stuff with the Heartless seems like a, a wacky but street level deal. And also the idea that, uh you know, his sister and that seemed real interesting. Melinda. And the... the you know, the the Bloodhaven politics, I don't need real world politics, but that Bloodhaven stuff with Melinda's, that seemed real interesting. But instead, we're just taking down this biggest, I just, I don't get it, but 7 out of 10. Now I'm getting depressed, but I do like Why? the next issue because I'm just, I want to love this book. And I, okay. I know that a lot of people do. And I get crap every time we review it where I get like six messages of how we're just curmudgeons and don't like anything and i'm gonna have to explain myself again and i thought i just did but you just did several times they'll still ask me why I, I i know at least three people in particular that as they're listening right now they're already typing up things uh just send it to eric uh but we're yeah, gonna go it. to the next deal which is what eric the flash number 781 written by jeremy adams art by fernando pastor and matt ryan jeremy cox Peter Pantazis and Rob Lee. And in this issue, we are finally going to do something that I wanted from this for a while. I don't even know. It's not, it hasn't been around that long, but we're bringing Wallace Flesh, the kid Flash, into the story. And it feels great. I want to go for the Flash book where you have the, and make it almost honestly more of a Flash family book because you have Wally and you have his kids and their powers, Linda with her secret power that we have to get back to at some point, but bringing in a kid Flash for the former kid Flash, Wally. I'm like, this could be amazing, and not only that, but give Wallace something to do because he hasn't really done much in the Teen Titans Academy book. Because even in this, he's an upperclassman who's sitting down to take a test in a, like a makeshift, you know, a garage now because Titans Tower burned down and we have to have a safe house school. But we're just going to sit down and take a test while Roy Harper takes a nap, who's his teacher. I'm like, he ain't teaching shit. He photocopied this, and he's sitting there. I don't even know why. We don't even have an honor system. In the Teen Titans school kind of thing, you have these kids who are the upper class, but who have been their Teen Titans themselves, and you have to have one of the former Titans sit there to make sure that they don't cheat. And it even seems weird for the idea of the upper class, because, yes, you have Gorilla Greg here, which I don't like the way he's drawn, because he, he doesn't look much like a gorilla as much as, like, a weird ape man. I don't know. It just feels weird the way he's drawn here. But the characters that are a part of this class, Gorilla Greg is a genius, but... I don't know how the school works and what people are learning because you have like Roundhouse, Red Arrow, Brat Girl again, another genius, but Gorilla Greg. Is it just because these guys like Gorilla Greg and Brat Girl are geniuses that they have to have class with the upper class? But I feel like they would still be well above what our other heroes here would be doing. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's just I. It, it's all in a disarray. They style. I mean, they basically for like a whole year of class, they only ended up having tests that said. 
Are you Red X? Yes or no? It was multiple choice test area. No. Okay, that's it. That was every class. Now they have to catch up, Eric. So they're doing their maths. But it's kind of a cool setup. And the thing that you said about Wallace West, again, when he first was introduced, people were upset. We didn't have Wally then. And it was like, oh, my God, we're doing this. And you never really got, I mean, one of the, a couple big things that we've had with Wallace was he ended up suddenly getting upset with Mina, the uh, girl in the flash book, because suddenly he was best friends with her, but then she had problems. Yeah. So then you go and in the flash war, another big thing with him was to say to bet like, Hey, I saw a little hyper time and I'm, I'm new. Like I wasn't around before. What happens if you? But other Did than he that, say that, yeah, or was yeah. it just us? No, who said he that? said it. He said it okay. specifically. He said, "I don't know what what does that mean for me," and got upset. But he was always upset, and we never got much of well, him his doing dad anything. Was reverse flash and then kind of bail on. I'm him. saying we never got any. What What are the big stuff? I'm the biggest thing I remember is when he's playing dodgeball at the end of like the DCYO. You never got anything from him, and so it he once Wally him. came back, yeah, and that's kind of well. But you end up where. Wallace comes, but Wallace is there. Wally comes back, and then he really doesn't have any. So I like this idea of him finally being able to be Kid Flash because Wally has taken, you know, the Flash mantle as Barry has disappeared and stuff like that. And I want to see him actually be able to do things and help. He's always a side character in another run and another book. He deserves to have some time in the Flash book. Well, that's the thing is, we say that he'd still be a side character in this well, book. Well, but it, it, again, though, side character in the right a featured book. character. Though. I don't need him to hang around in the back of Teen Titans Academy and do nothing. Or, you know, in the idea when he was in the Teen Titans deal, that was more to just be pissed at Damien every step of the way. Uh, so with that, I really like it. There's a weird play here, but you end up, I want to know, and again, it, this is a fan service deal. This is what I was talking about before. But in a way that we want to know what is the, you know, what are you going to do with Wallace going on? And is he important? Is he going to go forward with this? So I like this where Wally kind of comes to him and they hang out. Though, and you said it in your review, I said it even before that to you when we were talking about some things with this. said it when Flat- Wally showed up in the Teen Titans Academy Warfare 3 time. It feels like they never knew each other. It feels like when Wally showed up in the Teen Titans Academy deal for Warfare 3, that it was like, oh man, your name's Wallace too? Like, that doesn't make sense. We're going to have to figure that out. No, no, no. You, had a, a, you had a lifetime to figure Slugger. that out. Even when I went back, like, I wanted to really remember, like, okay, what that was. Wallace was there with Iris the day that Wally became Kid Flash, but he actually got a speed force, a yeah. little baby. But he's been there the whole time. And yet they have a shared timeline, even though Wally was forgotten for a long time. When the timeline merged and made itself, like, you know, connected. They have a full history of being cousins together. Yeah, they're cousins with the same name. That is a bond. That's a bond Who both there. You know, their aunt Iris. Yep. And so with that, you you don't even get it in this issue because you keep getting this ace, and it just doesn't feel right. It just. But we're just trying I to like call Wallace Ace for some reason, and I have no idea why. Because you can say Wallace, you could even say Kid Flash, but for some reason, Ace almost feels like an absentee father who sees his kid like once it a does. year it and doesn't really like know what to dad. talk. Hey, champ! I have all of these half-brothers and sisters that I never see. And when I do see them, like, once every two to three years, if that, when I do hang out with them, they have this whole family connection where they have, like, jokes and stuff they say to one another because they are a family that sees each other. When I come in, even though I am family, I always feel like I'm trying to, like, you know, kind of muscle in something to talk about, like some kind of connection like Wally does here with Wallace, even though... They are cousins, and there is no strain in their family. No, a lot of times what ends up happening in those relationships and things like that, it's almost like going to camp. 
when you go the next year, you, you have like those date, like it's always the same dated thing that you talk about. Well, you the bring one up the joke you talked about the year before that, like to bring it back up to break the ice. And this ace thing, that's, but they actually, you know, grew up together. They ended up, they're very good, close it's family. Like I talk to my brother Mike, it's like every time, like, Remember them puppet master exactly. films? Exactly, that's what I'm saying. You would do that, and, and even yes. in this, yes, when you does. go, because you even get that that Barry connection. Hey, uh, you hear from Barry? Like that seems to be that deal in a part where that's what I think we go forward with the idea that Barry is missing. We got to figure this out and stuff, and that's cool. And I'm glad that Wallace yeah, good. is Let coming in lost. here. Yeah, really, it's weird because where Jeremy Adams plays it, it's like. You're almost getting the feel of them being lifelong, you know, family members, but then it pulls it away a little in some of the dialogue and some of the discussions. But I do, I think that what he's trying to do is show you the bond, but in the way that he's doing it, trying to catch people up and things, it feels like they they haven't seen each other or known each other long, and it, it kind of plays off really odd. But I do like but this. Do I like seeing the them together. Where you have the presentation of Wallace West being a real strict kind of no-nonsense kind of guy like me reading a comic book, and Wallace yeah, really. to open him up a little bit here and have some fun. Like, let's skip school. Let's go and have some of the best ice cream in the world. Let's just be Kid Flash and Flash and do some stuff together. Even when you have the idea of what it means to be a speedster, a Flash in the Flash family, amazing stuff to do because you want to have like you know wallace have i just wish we could have wrapped it around for what we saw in the team titans academy to like warfare 3 tie-in as well where it seems for no reason at all that red arrow and kid flash are on the outs from the relationship i want to see more of that and talk about that to have wally because wallace has no father figure right now barry's gone wally is family and the closest thing to anything like a father figure that he might have at least lean on him a little bit more like yes we could open wallace up here and we could have some fun and we can really have some fun with these characters and we do i just don't feel like we did enough because you have the situation where wally does feel corny and like out of touch with what's going on with his cousin's life to the point where he just has to keep calling him ace and it really bothered me yeah and he keeps going but he he does end up and it's weird because then he starts to say listen if you have to talk you know you got to make sure you're right like he has some good advice but wally does, he does come off like the you know, crazy uncle who's always fun. You know, I'm a wild, crazy guy. And they, they kind of play it. I wish they would have played it more off of the Barry. They do. But the idea, I wanted Wally, because he's a dad as well, to kind of realize that Wallace needs somebody. And he, he does, a li- but not enough. It, it just seems like this really does seem like this is your dad showing up that once a month. He's going to go. He's going to get you ice cream. You're going to say, yeah, we're going to go to the arcade. Hey, you have any problems, kid? And you know how you would be then. You don't want to ruin the good time. No. You're like, no, dad, no. All right. Well, see you next month, champ. Ace. And then goes off. And I think that Wallace and Wally, I think they both need, you know, somebody like this. And I really like the point. And this is why I said it earlier of Wallace. Again, he has issues. And his issue is, I mean, even a meta type of deal. Nobody's ever accepted him. To be Kid Flash And he says I never got to do what you did You were Kid Flash You were out doing things You were doing all that stuff I kind of Like again I get a birthday card Maybe a text or something And I didn't really get to do anything And I think that that was like That should have been the deal Where Wally then talks about Hey I was kind of like that But I think Wally starts really centering well, on himself. He was a, he was a fanboy. He was a tagger on who was a kid who just happened to have speed force powers that Barry wouldn't even tell him who he was, but they would go out on patrol and like, you're like, okay, make sure you get home now. Or like, it was only in specific times. It was, it took Wally to figure out like, look, I have these powers. I'm going to go do this on my own because I don't want to sit at home and wait for Barry to call or anything like that. Or he's going to go off and do this. He's going to go and fight this, the good fight and even help Barry out of nowhere during this whole tragedy. And that's when he realized like, oh no, I'm going to get in trouble. But 
it's the thing. It's when Barry figured out that he couldn't do this alone, and I figured out what it meant to be a speedster. I love this part when Wally's telling Wallace what it means to be a speedster. We don't wait for some signal to appear in the night sky or hope we pick up a distress call with super hearing. We're the boots on the ground. I level with every good and bad thing in the world. The way I figure it, God didn't give us these legs to stand still. Our job is to see where we're needed and run toward that need as fast as we can. All pedal, no brakes. I'm like, fucking hey, that's amazing. Good for you, Wally. The the thing that I get, though, it's funny because if I'm going to end up being the devil's advocate here, Wallace goes, oh, man, you know, you and you had Barry and you were always doing things. When you were Kid Flash, you were always by his side, going on adventures, fighting bad guys. I'm I'm lucky to get a text on my birthday. And then Wally has to, hey, you know what was really cool? Listen to this. And he starts out. I'm like, he did not even step aside to say, Wallace has some issues here. I need to. He he is telling. Now, the thing is, he's telling him, you kind of got to get your own deal going. I mean, I ended up going and out. And that, as it continues on, mental health is everything. We got to make sure that you're okay as That's well. That's nice. But when, when Wally starts going, well, get this, what I did. Because Barry was like that with me. He would say, Hey, we go out and do a couple things already more than Wallace did. So it's already probably Wallace's teeth are grit. And he ends up saying, I, I would get sent home. But then I went out myself and did. The problem I have with this, Wallace would never do that. That's not him. That's Wally. Wally's the character. Oh, I'm going to break the rules and stuff. Wallace doesn't do it. I wish that Wally kind of had a little more of an in of saying what he should do. And, and really gets down to it. Me and you'll hang out and we'll do some stuff. So that's fine. But the story is. For us to get excited, to get, oh my God, this is great Wally and Barry stuff. But it just, I just think of Wallace as like, that's all fine and good, but how does that, you know, relate to me? But it's nice. And the the mental health thing, I really like. And I do like the idea where that line with Wallace saying, I never really got to do anything because he hasn't. We haven't really seen, though. I said earlier, the shade where, did you go to Gotham City? Oh, no, that place scared the hell out of me. It's <laughs> scary. I'm not going Batman there. Batman took care of that. I went to places like Opal City. Oh, Starman. I just imagine <laughs> Wally goes <laughs> in, and, and I'm thinking like, oh, he go, oh, this city's nonsense. There's nobody there. And then he even he mentions a couple places. I'm like, oh, Gateway City. There's a bunch of heroes there, too. Like, even at a point, Mr. Terrific at the beginning and stuff. But it made me laugh where he says, that that whole deal Gotham scary that place is nobody goes there but it is really really it's a cool really nice deal and I have to always keep pulling it back this is a Wally West book I mean you have Kid Flash there Wallace which we love but yeah you want to center on Wally and all the things going on and trying to give Wallace the idea that it's not just him that's how Barry was. And even you the idea be your of own going flash. forward, it's like, I need somebody I can trust who's a part of the family. That, and like, you know, if you can't trust family, who can you trust? Because I'm going to be do- busy doing a lot of things. And you are a kid flash. You are a speedster. You are a part of the family. I need you to help me out here again. Check in on the family. Watch the kids every now and oh, again. Oh, he says babysitting. I'm like, that'll be awesome. Like, and that sounds like it'd be like, I'm telling you, especially with the kids having powers. And tr- like, you know, even though we have a bunch of speeches, trying to keep up with them. He mentions Linda has, Linda has something going something on. something going on. It's funny how he says it. It seems <laughs> so the thing sus. Is, there are small things in this that actually don't go out of the way to talk about, you know, the continuation of what we're like, you know, doing with the Flash story. Because even when Gerda shows up, even though we know that Gerda should be in Iron Heights right now, like yeah, what's he out here in connection. Chicago robbing banks for? I'm like, well, it's because fucking you don't know Ward Wolf's up to some bullshit blacksmiths out there, too. But like, we're being coy about it, but in a clever way. I bet you a lot of people reading don't even connect some of these. It's so subtle because you're just setting up because you want to have that focus on 
Wallace and Wally as they're going through. And, and it's nice. They get to run around and they're checking out. Oh, they're there. Nanda Parbat, Aaron. It's there. Yeah, it's guitarist. Right? It's guitarist. I'm I like, it's guitarist. But when we go look for the idea that Wally, every now and again, he goes looking for the Legion of Doom headquarters because it does move and they try to hide it from. He goes and he finds it. He screws with a few things because it's going to take him a little while to like put it back together wherever he did to it and stuff like that. This is just one of the normal everyday, like, you know, whatever chore he is. This is what he does at the other time when he's not checking up on, you know, Dick Grace. I'm going to go over here. I'm going to check on Dick. I'm going to go to school at the Legion of Doom headquarters, unplug some spark plugs here. The Legion of Doom headquarters. I was wondering how you're going to play this. Like, the idea is it too corny and jokey for what we're getting at the moment and what we're heading towards with that? I thought it was hilarious that I, I just. I wish that we had a scene where you do see them all load up into this and they go to hover up and then they're missing like, you know, two screws and a nut and the thing flows out. They're screwed there, nuts and bolts. But yeah, that's that's funny. It's corny, but it's funny. And that's that's Wally. I mean, he's goofing off even the idea of trying to trying to break out. I swear to God, they were going to go with the Sloan Peterson deal from. Say, oh, dude, Ferris said, Bueller. I was waiting for the end to talk about it where Wally's just like like speedster leaving notes for Wallace to find on his desk as he's taking a test and like just hanging outside. I wanted him there dressed up like Sloan's oh, father. Oh, I wanted that And then so this whole bad. thing where like, hey, uh, can we, Wallace West, please report your father's outside. Like, My father? They all know this. And the thing is, I want the, like, this to whole be a big thing that Wallace doesn't understand what's happening right now. But the rest of the team is like, the fuck's Wally doing? I don't know. They go out there. They're at the Cubs <laughs> game. Oh, oh. I mean, you do it all. <laughs> and then at one point you have a, you sir, an asshole. You can have it all. That's all I wanted from Wally breaking Wallace out of fucking school. I'm telling you, now let's go through the whole thing. They're speed stirring around. They're in Gorilla City. No, I, that's all I needed from Paris. Just, no, that was I, I got one more. They're in Gorilla City. You end up a bunch of gorillas having a picnic. They're eating their bananas. They run through and Wallace stops. Oh, Wallace, please meet me. Wallace West. They go and then they go up. I'm like, I'm having it all here. Or he says Ace. Now we know the name stuck, Eric. But I don't want the name stick. I like Kid Flash. For I know Wallace. I do too. I actually I like Wallace. I'm so used to just it being Wallace and Kid Flash, whatnot. But I I really want the idea because at this point I really think that Wallace probably is not pissed off that he's called Kid Flash. He's pissed off that it's just a name only. And a lot of times he doesn't get to do things like he keeps complaining. And I want him to really end up having that moment like Wally did back in the day with Barry. And you kind of get, you know, the setup of what we might have with that. But even them just going around, we find about Flush Man, you know, that whole thing going on. Oh, yes, on. that's a real thing, yes, in South America. Yeah, that's funny. And, uh, yeah, they end up going around. It's not end of the world stuff, but they're stopping a lot of things, helping people even, not just stopping well, you bad say it's guys. it's not end of the world things, but when they do show up in Chicago because it is the best pizza, it's a weird, like, stance to take for Wally West and his opinion of pizza. But when you look at it, yeah, I'm really. sure they have all different kinds of style of pizza in Chicago, but you always think of... The deep dish Chicago style pizza. He's eating New York style pizza in Chicago, and I have no idea what's happening yeah, right now. you know how he is. Uh, He's like, this is the best pizza in the world. And I'm like, I don't understand what you're trying to tell me with this pizza. I don't know. I found out that it was Gotham last week, and that's Super Pets. So I don't know. This continuity isn't matching up, Eric. It's like, everybody, say that it's like everybody has their own opinion on pizza. And I don't agree. Uh, but no, you end up where it'd be funny. It's because he's a speedster. The only way you're going to get the best pizza in Chicago is to actually bring it from New York. He ran off, got some from some place, probably called like Sal's. Well, Go, you, it's in a normal pizza box. He's eating it like freaking, you know, a normal fucking pizza slice. And then he's like, just don't get those hot dogs. You went to Chicago for normal style New York pizza. Yeah, and then they then they ended up, you know, hey, can I have some ketchup on that hot dog? And then they got ran out of town. But yeah, you have a big explosion. I do and that then on with that, sometimes. like you said, you have Girder 
who's robbing a bank. And this does tie in back to that little bit that's kind of building where Warden Wolf. Warden Wolf's up to something and needs financing. Yeah, and he ends up, and Girder was seen in the cell. So this is definitely connected to that. So they might find out more of that going on. And, and, and they it's will, nice because at the end. next up, we're going to Iron Heist. Yeah, next, next the big deal. Iron Heist to find out why Girder is out and about when he should be locked up. It is up. funny you sent me the note because I ended up making fun of Girder last week. Boom, now he's back. But you end up with all that. And I said, at least it's not doubled down. That guy. Unless it's like a food item. Then we like it. Like the double down the KFC, right? Do they still have that? No, I don't think they do. Yeah, they all left. I I don't think that they have that anymore. All I'm here doing is getting stuck with, I love that chicken at Popeye's. But all I want to do is actually love that chicken at KFC. Yeah, we we don't have anyone near. There was two, and they both went down. Right? That's that's the worst. I I hate when things happen with that. Also, I ended up. I was going to actually go to Burger King the other day after I got my blood test, Eric, and I, well, I, I am felt a little famish. That's closed now too because they're remodeled. Oh, okay, you fucking scared me so bad. We're like, what the hell you mean they're closed? <laughs> it's Burger King. It's one of my favorite places in the world because I'm a fat kid. It's funny too because two we were me and. Matt Razor were doing both. I've already Secret lost Wars. the KFC and a little Caesars. Don't do I this know. to me. We were doing both the um, Secret Wars and the Christ on Infinite Earths. Both of the finales of those mentioned freaking Big Macs. I'm like, what's going on? Why would you mention that? Well, they're and, just big in the eighties. Yeah, it was. Timely. It was. Uh, yes, you know, I can always get those right away. Uh, but what would you give this? The thing is, I love the artness and I love the progression of bringing Wallace West into this and hopefully being a kid flash with Wally going forward and even continuing on with the idea of like the Iron Heights story, Warden Wolf. Love all of that stuff. Even the idea of the heart to heart talk of what it means to be a speedster. Wally coming down and talking to Wallace about all this. I just hate the way that Wally talks to Wallace like he doesn't know what the hell he's doing and they don't have a familiar connection like they have never met before really and this is a new thing that's been brought on. It feels weird. I don't like it and I hope it doesn't continue on as we continue the series. But because of that, I gave us a 7.5 Okay, and so you go into this and this is my problem too because they they grew up together. They've relied on each other. You know, they both know speed. So all this stuff. playing hide and seek on Easter Yeah, I mean, and that's, again, that's where I said you mentioned that stuff, but then you make it feel weird. And also just to, you know, remember, Wally, though he is, you know, Mr. Footloose Fancy Free, he is kind of the Ferris Bueller type deal. But he's also a father of two kids that he loves and and really cares. And I wish that he would kind of be able to pull back and, and use that a little bit with Wallace here who desperately needs somebody to guide him and somebody to actually not even really guide. just come off as that weird weekend father that yeah. gets to have all the fun and the kids then like resent their mother because they don't have the like with the rest That's of the week because they don't have like. as much fun because even when he picks up Wallace like all right, let's get the best pizza in the world. Here's the best ice cream in the world. Isn't that fun? And I'm like, you know, you are the absentee father figure. And I don't know why you're doing this. And then, like, it almost feels like, like, are you treating your kids like this as well? Is Linda pissed <laughs> off about yeah, this it's all weird the time? Because you can say that he is, I mean, and all the deal cousins, but he is kind of, he feels more like an uncle a lot of times. And, you know, the deal, but the problem is, is when Wallace starts to say, Barry was kind of the absentee flesh to him, almost like that absentee father. I get a text on my. And then Wally's kind of trying to make up, but it's weird. I, I really want him to kind of like step back and realize what Wallace needs. Because like I said guidance. I don't know that he needs guidance. He's been around too long. He needs encouragement and he needs to be shown that he matters. And especially as a Flash family member, because even though he is there, even though they grew up, he's had some issues. Like I said, when he talked to Barry Flashworth and said, I ended up in hyper time. I saw I was not around. 
Like, am I a mistake? Am I something that if we fix this, I'm going to disappear? Like, all that stuff that we even talked about what could have been the stakes of a death metal and coming back and the whole deal. And so I, I think that he needs a little more than what we're just getting here as, you know, hey, let's have some ice cream, some pizza. Like you said, it feels like an absentee dad is trying to make up for something and uh, knows that he hasn't paid his child support and he's in big trouble. But you end up, and I know you know about that, to, Eric, right? And we also need to go forward and have him talk about Emiko Queen Red Arrow and find out what's going on with the relationship because I need this to be more than Tim Drake coming in on that Urban Legends talking about me and Steph broke up. I'm like, I want to know why, what led to this, and how did it happen? I think they just Tell did a story. it. I think they're just like, we just don't need them characters around. It's almost like the idea of if we never get Teen Lantern Kelly anymore, right. because all of a sudden the gauntlet's gone, and boom, she disappears. We we need some, you know, finale, you know, things with that too. But I don't know. Sometimes just the these things that, are thrown like, out Like there. the idea of World's Finest, when you can have any character show up, when you have a flashbook where you introduce Wallace West as a recurring character, a featured character as Kid Flash to Wally's Flash, where you have him babysitting and maybe sneaking Emiko Queen over during the whole thing. Like, Red Arrow can show up, and why not? Because she's not showing up anywhere else, because we have one issue. The Roundhouse is there. Weird. Yeah, something, because they're best friends. I would like, like, even if he was not, not even just babysitting, but hey, uh, can I take, you know, them out to the movies and then they're like they're between him and Amico, but they're mad, they're on the, they're having a fight. Like, I don't know. You can't have the real adventures in babysitting movies. They are all speedsters. All of, a, all of a sudden though, you end up having like, you know, Jay figures out the deal and solves it. Now they're lovers again, Eric. <laughs> Straight up lovers, right? <laughs> I don't wow. Know. Children. <laughs> I'm saying, you know, Wallace. I what he's like twenty eight now. He no, just looks young. No, no. Uh, but high no, school. I, I like, though, with, oh, you know, you end up where I, I like, don't. again, when they're going around, it's not just stopping bad guys. It's also just helping people do some stuff and, and having a day out with the speedsters doing their thing and kind of gives Wallace the idea. Of, now I think Wallace is going to end up doing this after the Iron Heights. That maybe it's going to, he'll reveal something. He'll find something for them to do. But it looks like we're off to Iron Heights. We got something to do. We're going to go off that Warden Wolf. That guy's no good, Eric. He never is. But, but like I said before in the world's finest of about a Batman and Robin and how I desperately always want that to be a thing going on in DC continuity. Having a Flash and a Kid Flash is, again, something that I want to see as well. And uh, everybody, we, we want a Flash family and getting Wally and the kids and Linda. That's, you know, part of it. I like where they're like, hey, you, you ever call Bart? What's he doing? They're like, I don't know what that guy's doing. Uh, but, yeah, maybe we could get what, more what? of that and getting all of them together. Always, crisis stuff always to a barbecue. Eric, it's always the barbecue. All of a sudden, Jay Garrick, he's there. He's frying up some steaks and stuff. Yeah, Great, Jay and Jay right? are doing stuff. Yeah, doing talking the about stuff. how they're still alive. Do yeah, it. just do it. Just go. And and with that, I don't know why, but I always then think that they're going to call Alan Scott and Jay. They're over. Everybody's there. sitting you know, there. Uh, but with all that, I'm going to go 8-5. Actually, I really do like this. All that stuff with me saying, well, I kind of got this. Cue. It is really good. And the idea having Wallace and getting him set up a little bit more. Because a lot of it's it's sad the that a lot of wide open. it's so weird that a lot of people Sky reading flash books, yes, it was into the great wide open. You end up where all the stuff a lot of people don't know Wallace because they never did anything with him. Yeah, well, they was, resented him because he wasn't Wallace. Yeah, and we kind of like the idea where I would really like where Wallace would say, "Listen, I just want to talk. What is it like having a villain for a father? Can you?" Can you talk to me about that? And maybe you could have Wally even get into the heart of that and all that stuff with Daniel West. 
uh, reverse flash. Well, that's the thing is, if the DC round robin works out where we do get a kid flash going forward, the story with the reverse flash coming back, but also being a yellow lantern and tie it into like, you know, have some set up here to go into that for a future of Wallace West. I'm like, yes, please. I just want to bring Daniel West back. Well, that'd be nice. Flash. That'd be cool. But I think they're going to be more concerned with the dark crisis coming up, which this flash book is the only real book that ties in officially to that. So that's a kind of cool thing. Uh, or maybe it'll get people pissed off that they end up, oh, my book's commandeer, but we'll see how that goes. Works out because Barry and all that. So we'll see how that is. But yeah, I'm an 8-5 with this. I really did like it. And I like Wallace and I want to see these two do some more adventures and then get the kids involved, get everybody involved, have some fun. Yeah. But with all that, we're going to go off right now to a little bit of man. This is the mail. Eric, welcome to the mail section. Welcome everybody there, including Luis, who did mail us. And he ended up doing that by sending us, Eric, get this, an email. Oh. And the email address is weirdsciencedccomics okay. at gmail.com. And anybody can mail in anything they want. It doesn't even have to be positive. You can throw shade at Eric all you want. And I feel like you have more than one mail because I know somebody else sent one in last week. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. There were, <laughs> the thing is, I actually saw it last. You ended up, I got a mail from an Eric Shea that told me to suck it. I ended up, mail section. I saw that and I was going to come back and talk about it. And somehow after the song and stuff, I forgot all about it. And then I remembered later and put it in Slack. So. I did feel bad that I didn't talk about it, so I didn't mention it, because we do talk about every mail, including from Eric Shea, co-host, telling me to suck it. So are you telling yourself to suck it because maybe. you're part of it? I don't know. Maybe it's a command. Maybe it's an invitation. I have no idea how it plays, Eric. That's the problem with, you know, text or email. It's hard to, to see or tell exactly what that means. But, Luis, I kind of get what he is all about and pretty soon i'm gonna end up having to do a song for the question of the week and i was thinking of that plus i was thinking of maybe doing a read more comics song but i think that you say it just so well as we go through this eric and if i find that there it is right on time the funny thing is you want me to say it as he has i needed you to say there were a couple uh deals where it has become a sign-off by accident. I keep hitting it in weird spots. There's one in the manga, like right in the middle. I meant to hit the ding. All of a sudden, it's just go read comics. It's always positive. It's always something that I can put my pants on to. But we end up here okay. with Louise, who emailed us in his question of the week. But first, he says, hello, Jim, Eric, and the crew that puts all crews to shame to get fresh crew. <laughs> Ghost truck. If that time again. And up, it Luis? is the question of the week this month's a book of the month is batman versus predator and it was me and stork going through that i picked from eric shea yeah pick that we had fun with there's a lot of goofy stuff in sure that, is. but overall real over the top battles and things like that and kind of funny some of the things the predator he, he picks up a lot of trash talk with this time in gotham that made one of them where he just ends up saying pot roast occasionally to people. Well, it's like I any thought other that was movie great. where that happens. Like in Predator 2, which a lot of people throw shit at, but I really enjoy except for a few moments. But in that, it's just a kid in the cemetery. Wants some candy? Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what's weird? later on Danny Glover. This is more of a Predator 2. That Batman versus Predator is very much Predator 2 more than just Predator. So it's kind well, of it's fun. It plays jungle, all Jim. that. Well, it is. He he went to the urban jungle, the concrete jungle, if you will, where the 
few days to thrill is what I think. He ended up setting up the worst thing is like almost like the first thing that he gets to is this run down uh, like a, a junkyard. And that's where he sets up his lair, Eric. But it's really, it's not a great lair. It's not. But And then you have things in that, like the the World Championship Boxing of Gotham. That That's all. Like, you're like, well, you kind of dialed that back a little. But he wants to be the big dog, Eric. He's always on the hunt, right? It's the world's dangerous game, Batman. That is the world's most dangerous game. He, get, he gets drugged up at one point and ends up seeing that Batman had all of these like animal heads. And then he's like, oh, no, the guy's got trophies. I'm like, you don't even begin to imagine the trophies this asshole has. <laughs> and then he runs off. But he says, uh, since this is the book of the month, the Batman versus Predator, what comic book character or characters would you like to see versus another movie character and we've had some other things already this is the thing that i was gonna you know make the joke and mention things that we already had um but you usually do think like everything i think of is usually like slashers or, or horror oh, I, thought movie of, guys, I, talk, right? I was actually it's funny you brought this up and said this is the email this week because earlier this week i was talking to jess for probably the hundredth time about how i wanted dc to have like a weird horror slasher crossover because like a decade ago DC through the Wildstorm imprint would have like Friday the 13th like stories, stuff like that, Nightmare on Elm Street. And I always wanted to see Batman since, you know, things came out like, you know, Superman versus Aliens, Batman versus Predator along those lines where I always wanted to see the slashers go up against them where I want Batman versus Jason Voorhees and I want Superman versus Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy Krueger. Yeah, my problem is, is when I go through these things. I end up like wanting to connect them and I it's always villain against villain for some reason. Then I thought maybe some team ups or something like a Jason teams up with Solomon Grundy and then That's they weird. take it to the streets to go after the Batmans or something. But I have my own. I have my own or like Sleepwalker. He ends up getting involved with the Freddy Krueger, right? And they kind of go or Dollmaker. He ends up with the, the Puppet Master. I don't know, Eric, but I, I didn't get that goofy with that. So I, I figured that you were going to go. So I went with that different kind of spin but what what would you like to say no i just told you that is what i actually really want to see is jason jason versus batman and superman versus freddy krueger okay i want zed from pulp fiction and i want him to go against punisher and the marvel deal because that's the only way i can get him to get killed again is that like a one-page story he creeps me out there i just want him to die again that, that's that one right then can i get uh data or data from goonies and he could be like Damien's rival in Gotham Academy. I was trying to come up with non-slasher stuff, Eric, is what I want. So you have Data, and he's going against the, the Damien. Would you like that one? Do you like that one? No, because Data, Data was a goofy kid. My big one here is Tom Hanks, right? You have Tom Hanks' character in The Castaway, and he's actually on the island. Well, why don't you want like an Indiana Jones and Dr. Fate? Well, that would be cool, but I'd rather have Oliver Queen on the island. He runs into Tom Hanks. And then they have to battle out for the love of Wilson, right? But it's Slade Wilson, Eric. Do you get it? I'm making it all work. It's not bad, actually. <laughs> he just turns the corner. It's there. Ah, but yeah, actually, you're talking. It really, Indiana Jones, that would be awesome. That would be great. And if I, the problem is a lot of the movies that I like are already like a Marvel property. So, you, you know, if I say I want. You know, the Green Lanterns to go after the Guardians of the Galaxy. That's kind of more of a cartoony thing as well with that. But you already had some things like Star Batman Trek. Batman versus Jigsaw from Saw. Kind of cool. I, I started thinking about I play things a game, like, Batman. again, that would be like you could have Batman like trapped. I just, I wanted something when I was actually in serious. You spend besides, all your time pursuing justice. Why don't you pursue life, Batman? And I want to play a game to see how much you want to live. Always, 
you just always are begging to die. You never live. You end up where, you know, this sad thing to choke. But what I was thinking of is that idea where I was even going with, like, you have a jigsaw. He's in town with a few days to throw. But you could have the idea that Batman thinks that, or even like it, right? The it. He's there, but at, at first. At first, Batman thinks, Batman thinks it's the Joker, but then he ends up figuring out. Like, I want it to be like a swerve that all of a sudden you, oh, my God, it's not what we thought it was. You know, it was there like Candyman comes in at first. You end up having Batman think, oh, this has to be, you know, Two-Face. But it goes from twos to fives there. You got to say his name five times. And then all hell breaks loose. I don't know. I was trying to think of. The different things, but a lot well, of them don't the work out. the idea where I say, like, oh, Pennywise is in Dairy Gem. That doesn't make sense. One of the crucial parts of doing any kind of story, even with I Want a Batman versus uh, Jason Voorhees, you have to get Batman to Camp Crystal Lake or it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's that's the problem. But you, you can get him, you know, out and about. He's doing his, you know, detecting. Well, he's in search of something else and comes across a, a slaying, a bunch of murders that are unsolved that's, in a small and that's, town. But that's what, if you do it, I kind of like the idea that you – you tie it in to make it so Batman thinks he's up to his normal shit, and that's but then I he ends up Superman somewhere else. Versus uh, Nightmare on Elm Street with Freddy Krueger and stuff like that, because you have Superman who's essentially a god, and the idea of like not how do you dreams. find any exactly that's the whole point. Would of you get Superman him to get in, in the crystals too? He can inhabit the like you know the, the honestly crystals that would be the, the way deal. to pretty much stop Freddy Krueger, where you have Superman go to sleep hooked up to the Kryptonian technology that does trap him within one of the uh, can information crystals. Can you imagine crystals. if somehow then he throws that into like the Phantom Zone? You oh, got yeah, totally. Freddy in the Phantom Zone and shit. I, I, again, some of the things that popped up into my mind at first, I'm like, wait a second, that is like Terminator versus Superman. We have that. That that's already been a book. So there's a lot of books that already have happened. Like, I was all about these growing up, even in, like, the uh, the early 2000s, I think it was, when Dark Horse was putting out, like, this is, like, uh, Alien versus Predator versus Terminator versus RoboCop or whatever. They, like, there was a one that was, like, four in a row. It was crazy. I'm like, I have to read this bullshit. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at some that I weren't, wasn't even aware of. Obviously, you have the Superman men against Predator yeah. after you had the Batman. But you have Batman and Hellboy meet Starman. I mean, that's crazy, right? You have that yeah. Superman and Tarzan. Kind of cool. But really... I forgot this was one that Transformers versus the Terminator. Now that sounds awesome, but uh, I don't know how they play it out and how it gets forced in is really the thing that, you know, sets it up if it if it's something I like. Well, and you know, I, what you I had, didn't like, mind. You know, what was it like 2015 when you had like all the Ghostbusters meeting up with like, like Mars yeah. attacks and yeah, like Transformers cool. and different things like that? Yeah, and you even had on the opposite side, you know, Mars Attacks meets Kiss and crazy stuff like that. And even Archie stuff. I, I always have a, a kick out of that. Even the Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and stuff yeah. that we end up dealing with is fun. But actually, Green Lantern versus Aliens. That sounds awesome. That sounds they have like that, that is, yeah, I'm saying I'm looking I, at them now. Superman then fights Aliens. Wasn't it good? It's okay. Have a it's bunch not great, of these though. How about Predator versus Judge Dredd? Did you go that? I read the Star Trek Green Lantern. That was pretty yeah. good, actually. That that was not bad. Uh, but yeah, you have a bunch of things. Robo. I just wish I there was RoboCop. Actually, there was um like RoboCop versus Terminator, which originally like you know yeah, I'm really looking, got that's me. The like, one that I it's just not, saw. it's not a good story by any means. But RoboCop, like, I needed Batman to have would be kind of cool because Batman would not go down. He wouldn't be down with the RoboCop. Why not? He's law enforcement, Jim. Yeah, but he ends up killing people. You don't like that. You're not allowed to have guns. He's like, look, you kill people that won't come with you because they're alive. versus RoboCop. You have that. Well, if you go back and the whole thing with the Terminator versus RoboCop is that RoboCop with the idea of the cybernetics and stuff like that would eventually become Skynet. And he was the basis for the Terminators to take over later on. 
But now you end up with that, then tied in the brother eye, and now we got ourselves a cookout, Eric. That would be crazy. Uh, but yeah, I, these things are always fun, but they never really play out as, as well as no. you, you want, right? It's more of the idea of coming up with the idea of, hey, you know, that'd be cool to have these two guys. And then when you get to it, I always feel like they fudge the way to start it, and that sets it off on the wrong path. You really well, even have like to... you know, as a kid when they came out with, um, I think it was Topps Comics that had you know Jason versus Leatherface, and the whole idea of like Jason getting shipped through like the raw sewage that was split up in Crystal Lake in a train to like Texas, where he became one of the Sawyer family until he saw how bad they were treating Leatherface. But then Leatherface like you can't go against family, and then they fight for a little while, and then it's over. You say that I was going to make the joke that Pennywise, there's just a flood and then he gets swept through the sewers off to Gotham. Uh, but I, I'm telling you, tie in the idea of that whole Skynet brother eye like that would be cool. But you never that's the problem when you get these, you never want to change too much of either property and you're kind of stuck a lot of times in the middle. So sometimes it does not work out as well, but they're always fun. Like I said, they are fun. You ended up suggesting that deal of the Predator versus Batman, and that was a lot of fun. We even yeah, said fun. at the end of that, me and Stork said that we would probably get back to something like that, and probably would be. I'm telling you, I think it's going to be, you know, the the Superman Terminator deal or something like that as That's we Superman go forward. Now, I don't know, maybe. I mean, I'm looking at all these, so I'm I'm looking at the one. It is that, like you said, there's like 18. It's like Alien versus Predator versus Terminator versus this guy, that guy. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of fun. Of course, got crazy in the late 90s, early 2000s. And then you bring in the darkness and Witchblade on top of that to go up against these things. It's funny. I was talking about the darkness the other day. I think maybe the Matt Razor. Somebody I was mentioning that, and I don't think anybody remembers the darkness. I ended up playing the video game, the darkness video game. That's what actually introduced me to it. And I that game was pretty cool. But right. with that, I'm sitting there thinking like, oh, Superman, whatever. Because, But that doesn't matter. We don't have the book of the month could be any company yeah. or whatever. So maybe we'll look in. I'm telling you, that Terminator no, no, versus, versus Transformers or something, that's, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, with that. Or even the original Alien versus Predator, the basis for the idea behind that with Dark Horse put out. And, like, you know, that's something you could do. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get to that eventually. We're, we actually are coming up with the poll for May. And uh, we're trying to figure out what's going to go on that one. But again, this a lot of this talk is about the Patreon, and we do have a book of the month. No, you need to do. My man Stork, do. You need to put out the Halloween series from Chaos Comics in the early 2000s, where May. it was a continuation of where Halloween 6 left off. Because by that point, you already had H2O come out for Halloween 20 years later with Jamie Lee Curtis that said, okay, all of those last three movies, they don't count anymore. All that counts is Halloween 1 and 2, and now H2O. And then Chaos is like, but I like that th- th- uh, Curse of Thorn stuff. So they came out with their own like continuation of where Halloween 6 left off. Uh, is there any of these horror movies that have a character named May that I could tie it in for May, Eric? I don't, I don't think say, so. say like Aunt May. Okay, then we're done. We have to wait till June then. Oh, there's that horror character, Junebug. June, you know that old Junebug down there at the pool? It's gonna but be yeah, ticks. we're going to end up where, oh my gosh, we'll end up where Eric Shea was, the person who came up with the winning the winning book. So I'm probably going to lean on you again for some crazy, wacky deal because that seemed like out of nowhere was kind of cool and everybody did enjoy it. The insane clown posse comic through Chaos Comics. Yeah. Yeah, if I could get a hold of that one. I mean, seriously. I could, I could like, walk over and Drive give it to over you. and grab <laughs> your, your copy. Is it stained with Fago? I don't think it is. Okay, then that's good. Did you, do you have that? bad comics, which is crazy. you have that board and, and, you know, sleeved up? Do you have that? Yes. Do you? Why wouldn't I? All my comics are boarded freaking in a bag. Yeah, bag and board. I couldn't remember. Remember we were going to do a podcast called Bagged and Bored, but then yeah. we're like, we don't really want to have a podcast that kind of says that you're going to get bored. 
then again, I think maybe people know what that's like. <laughs> ah, yes, but that's the end of the mail. Uh, thank you, Luis. And anybody else who wants to mail in, email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. And we'll read all of that, including I'm checking now because I know you're an asshole, but I didn't see or hear you actually typing. So I don't know that you ended up sending another one. I'm checking not, right no. now. You did not. So the mail section is over. Just remember last week he sent and told us all to suck it. But with all that, Everybody. we're going to get back to we're going to get back to the books. We have two more books to end the podcast. He got his first real comic, got it at a five and dime. Read it to his fingers, plan. Been reading comics most of his life. Him and some guys from school. They had a book and they tried real hard. Jake quit, Knuckles got married. Comics was never gonna get far. When he looks back now, did he have a father ever? And now that he has a choice, he told just he would marry a never. Eric's read comics most of his life. Oh, he certainly has, and he continues to do it every single damn day, Eric. Here you are. You fired up. You fired up to skewer these things. My man, here we go with the books. I'm trying to get myself excited again. Again, I feel bad because I, I feel like I'm so positive at the beginning. And then when we talk about the books, it's not that I don't like them. I just you know, I want to point out the little inconsistencies there, Eric. Which you can without getting upset about it. Well, I, I'm an emotional fella. I can't no. help it. And these next two books. I might get a little emotional as well. I don't mind the first one. The second one it might be a bit of garbage. But we're going to start with the old Catwoman's Eric Catwoman number 42. It's written by Teeny Howard with art by Nico Leon, Veronica Gandini, and Simon Bolin, which I think sounds either like he should be the singer of Duran Duran or maybe a spy. Simon okay. Bolin. Doesn't that sound like a, an important name? I'm not saying that letters aren't important, Eric, but I kind of am. Uh, but we're going to jump into this here, and it is Catwoman. And you have set up a pretty cool tone and story in this run where Teeny Hour jumps on this book. And it seems like, you know, we're kind of digging it. It seems like we ain't got time for it no more. Well, that's my problem. And, and the weird thing is, is what is this a reaction to? Is this what they just – because – you're going to go off to a Harley tie-in. That seems like something you would maybe seems start less with. That's important to me. Yeah, like, I mean, you might want to start with that to have a little fun time, but then get serious. Because what is start... this? The fourth issue of this arc where it seems to be ending to go into a Harley Quinn? Like, at least give me two more issues of Catwoman going I'm up really against Black Mask, this. her big arch nemesis of the DC Universe. Yeah, because, again, we like the Genevieve Valentine deal. And not that it's just that, but you're adding on it. You're adding things. And you even have... You know, the weird side deals. But what we really liked and I liked was having Catwoman be the smartest gal in the room again. And she's playing the idea of these gangs against each other in a way that seemed like it was something that was like an Ocean's Eleven Catwoman caper, where instead of actually doing burglaring and getting, you know, jewels or anything, she's using that skill to get these, you know, these crime bosses against each other, bring them down from within all that. That just ends here in a way that. 
we hardly even set anything up with those. And it's all through confu uh, not even confusing, but setting up teeth cleaning. That that's that's all it is. That that is the linchpin to our story being over. Making sure that we know when Black Mask has his teeth cleaned. Because they always depend on ladies to do what they need. Yeah, and that's weird. And again, I don't want to get too far into the idea of that that tone there, because we've kinda had that but but still the idea the Ocean's Eleven comes down to like an ocean's quarter because now we're just going to find out when Black Mask gets his teeth cleaned. Because, you know, everybody gets their teeth cleaned and somebody else sets it up and goes that. It's- the thing is, the idea that the linchpin, like I said before, is making sure that we get inside the Sionis operation and find who the woman is that, like, that keeps control of the schedule of freaking Roman Sionis to find out when to see the teeth cleaned. Now, if you set up the idea that you then schedule it to make sure that it happens on your day, like, you need this to happen soon. You are lucky. That this one thing of like, yeah, well, even if this didn't have exactly, you were hoping within the next day or two, Black Mass is getting his teeth cleaned, and you know what? He is, thank God. Yeah, thank God that you can run in and switch. And with that, you have this play that it was, you know, the whole story of this seemed like a, a really like slow burn kind of let's get nitty gritty. You're getting Catwoman away from Batman. You're kind of tying it in with the idea that they want to end up. Where I'm saying Black Mass says, listen. I'll kill Catwoman and also I'll take care of Batman. Don't worry because they don't want to kill her because they're afraid all hell. We don't want to bat it out on our heads like that. And and again, I get it. And I like the play. Yeah. But at least some of them are like, we're making enough money here. We don't have to, you know, ruffle any feathers, right? To rock the boat. So the Maybe. setup, though, yeah, the setup, though, was, you know, Catwoman helping people out, showing that she does have a heart of gold, which I do like, but still But they doing, made it personal when they killed her dancer and friend. And she's still doing some things that are a little sus with that, you know, stealing stuff or whatever. But this issue, you get into this, and it's almost like all the setup and the things that we liked kind of get pushed aside to then just have this idea of these poor secretaries who only get to make these appointments, which is then the easy way for her to find out, switch the mess, done. And it just, it, it threw me. Well, even it really the idea threw me off. we ended the last issue with, it looks like Aiko's personal, like, Japanese hitmen coming to Selena's house to take out Dario and stuff like that. We just come to find out that they're just here because Aiko has found out that the, the families are getting together to vote with Black Mask about what to do with Catwoman. Aiko, she is one of the people who gets to vote, and she is not, she's not taking a stand, though. She's not voting either way until everybody else has voted to see if she can. You know, she could vote against killing Catwoman because Catwoman is a former friend of hers, but she's not going to do that. because She doesn't want to appear weak in front of all these other men. So she's going to wait to see to be the final vote in all this. But it doesn't really matter because we just have to then, OK, there's going to be a vote coming down. on, And they're like, I'm going to die soon if the Roman gets his way. So, Dario, we got to figure out when Black Mass is getting his teeth cleaned because then we got to break into That's his you know, building and then do this whole thing where Selena pretends to be a woman who's crying in the bathroom because she just took a pregnancy test, but she left her phone in her office. She doesn't want to go up there with a piss test, pregnancy test to go find it. So she has a freaking woman yeah, like, go she there. She can't put that in her pit. It's nonsense. I'm down. It, it, it's this whole long drawn out thing to make this woman who works here look like a saint for helping somebody out in the bathroom while Selena just steals her, her pass. Yeah. What happened if the lady's like, oh, we're, we're in the office. I'll go up and ask them for your phone. Uh, I'll go get it. Oh, no. no. I can't. It's weird. And while it was almost like the weird deal because Dario, another big thing that we really have enjoyed in this book, he just kind of, again, 
well, you help me, but we're going to push you aside. We're not really, oh, what, Noah, you're not going to be able to deal with Okay, let's push that aside. This was some really good character work between Selena and this character that we, you know, never knew of. And he just pops no. up that I thought he's a really cool a deal. A scorned son of a crime family father. And the idea of Iko, it works out where she's like, I'm not going to step over because the way that this is playing out where Iko she wants to go against and selena definitely pulling out the idea of going against those you know the the battle of the sexes and what is normal for the men and we don't get and Iko, that is a cool little play going where she still can't really go over like i want to i don't not that she wants to to appear strong she wants to appear strong so she's doing things that she might not even want to do we even see that she's one of the people that come in her people there she's one of them which is kind of a cool deal with that i said when they came in that last issue i said right then for that cliffhanger i thought they were going to say hey you got to come with us because we got to you know help you and hide you but this is just to give the information that just then makes selena have to okay we got to get this and you know going i would have liked to have seen more because this all goes all back to you know the the dancers and things at the clubs and things and and the one that died i'm sorry r.i.p I couldn't remember her name. Uh, but when we end One up of those having dancer that, names. Yeah, I think it was Christy. I thought it was. I think but it was too, but I don't recall. With that though, I thought you were gonna let them get a little more involved too. Like you would use them. You don't get like them the involved strays. again, Jim. We see what happens when you get them involved. Even getting some info Moida. or passing the deal. Like it could have been at the I don't know if you've seen this, Eric, but the beginning of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, where you got like eighty kids getting one wallet, like maybe that but yeah, you don't want to get them That's involved, but I get it. But still, I thought that you're going to kind of at least at least tie this up in a way that feels like it was one cohesive story, beginning, middle, end, Look. that everything matters. <laughs> but this just ends. I mean, it the just thing is, I, I'm just going to like, you know, keep talking about it because it's such a silly thing that we need to make sure when <laughs> Ro- Roman Sionis yeah. is going to get his teeth cleaned. And the reason behind that is I really thought there was going to be something not more nefarious, just more. Something that had a bigger feel to it, to the idea that we needed to know this because obviously Roman's going to have to take his mask off to get that's his teeth cleaned. And I was going to say, that's the only reason it's teeth cleaning because you actually have to take a mask off for them. Yeah. He can't be but getting in a this pedicure. Whole interim, right? We have to go back to the league, like the, um, the Guild of Thieves leader, Valmont, who I hate for is like Ghostmaker Light because we need him to do a job for us, some kind of forgery, some fakery going on. And it's not until the families get together to like, vote either we kill Selena Kyle or we don't. When we have this whole situation where there's black mass, he keeps talking about, man, it's hot. Here. And everybody's saying, sweating. man, why, why are you so sweating hot? so much and it didn't play out well? To right? so find out later on where Selena's on top of a, another roof where a sniper <laughs> has her in, her in his sights, they contact Roman and say, like, I have her right here, but she's wearing the black mask mask. And she contacts Roman and says, I took your mask and I gave you a forgery. I really thought that the idea that the mask he's wearing had some kind of poison in it, maybe even some fucking like, you know, icy hot in it or something along That'd these lines great. to the point it's where it's just, prank. it's not a very good forgery. So it's just hotter than his normal mask. Cause it's not the right one. I'm like, I really thought it was going to have more to do. Now I want icy this. hot. Yeah. Like that in the jockstraps. I'm yeah. telling you. Also, then she gives him a hot foot. I, I just want all the pranks. I, all of a sudden, Ashton cuts an eye visor. Well, like, I thought for some reason inside the mask would be some poison that he would have to relent to get the antidote from her or something like that. And that's why he was sweating. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a hot I wood. Said, when they, 
<laughs> it doesn't breathe as well <laughs> than his father's coffins that's would. That's the problem. Coffin would. That's a little lighter breathing. The idea where I'm sitting there and I'm like, I, I've gotten like a teeth cleaning once in my life. I mean, this isn't uh-huh. so I'm not a fancy fellow. I go, you know, you go to the dentist, but the idea, I know they're fans, but a black mask, I just don't get the idea that he really needs to get a teeth cleaning when he's behind that stupid mask. And so he's just like, a t- I'm like, what? What's going on? He's when, not when too you worried about his that. looks for the most part. When he walks around with a freaking mask constructed of his father's coffin's black wood, this guy isn't really GQing it up. I mean, he has some nice. You, you suits. are more a black mask than you are Roman Sionis. <laughs> you don't have to worry about what your face looks like for I the most part. I love the idea of Even it. Even when too. you show up later on with your gimp mask to replace your mask that you say. actually have. That's what you actually have going on as well. Where is this? I wanted to have at one point seriously the idea of give me the mirror. And ah, I, I wonder if this guy who's doing the cleaning of the teeth, like, what's his deal? I, I just, I go get, like, what does he think when this black man? Oh my god, he's one of the only people who gets to see him. Like, it's just weird. It, it just, and the idea. I want to know if we ever had a story to, because we all we know why what, Roman the wears teeth the, the, the no, no, the black mask, it's the the coffin wood of his father's coffin, stuff like that. But when we see him doing different things, like in when Greg Capullo started drawing uh, uh, black mask and he had the gimp leather mask, stuff like that, is there a background to that mask that I don't remember reading? Like, is there something out of like this was his mother's so and so leather that he then turned into a mask? Like, Whack I need shit. there to be a deeper reason for the leather gimp mask as we have with the regular black mask. He was into some different things there. Next thing you have Zed. That's why I wanted that movie. You can kill Zed, Zed, Zed again, right? You got the gimp. Uh, but with that too. The the again when she ends up in my whole frame of mind was getting fucked with there because I'm reading this because I'm thinking that you know what we've set up and when she's like really she goes off Walmart what he's in the uh, I want to say Voldemort too Volmont, Volmont. Yeah. I always want to say Voldemort he's the sexy guy in That's the right. cafe. I was talking I was walking to get cigarettes earlier and I could not remember his name and I just want to keep calling him Lamont and then I was yeah, hoping his know, name was Lamont. Lamont so I can make freaking you, you know Sanford 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 references. Sun deal I'm gonna do it and anyway it doesn't happen. You end up where he's the... Get over here, dummy. We've got some stealing to do. What you doing there, dummy? Hey, Elizabeth, I'm a-coming. You end up where he's the waiter to keep an eye on him. I want to know, like, that's almost like a Roger American dad deal. I need to know how this guy got the job there, and if he does it all the time, just hoping she'll show up. But when she ends up saying, hey, I know you were checking in, mentioning Dario, I swear my mind is going the idea of how this is going to tie up or whatnot is... Selena's really worried for Dario. He says in this where he's like, yeah, you know, if my mom, and you feel bad for him, if my mom was still alive, she would actually, you know, accept it. But in my position, now I think that he's- still keep a secret. I think the way of this is, it's almost the idea of like, you still think you're part of this family, Dario? I mean, you're done. You better skedaddle. I thought the forgery was going to be papers for him to make a new life. I thought that she was setting something up just a hotter black to mask. To go off and go, you know, wherever, so that he could live his own life and be his own person. No, it's just a hotter mask. You will always be Dario and, Tommaso. And I'm like, Dario. And he even says, like, you know, I can't have a foot. No, no, no. Those days are sailed. You better get on a ship and sail yourself. Your daddy's going to kill you. Your boyfriend's going to take his spot. You're done. Like, get out. But Selena almost, like, He's just a, a pawn, it seems, in this. And he's a really nice guy. And I've actually grown to really like him and wanted to is see him kind of hang. Series? Yeah, he is. And I wanted him to, as we go, kind of get more, you know, deal. Because he is dealing with a lot of stuff being in a crime family and stuff. And he's gay. You know, coming out. And I, and I like when Selena says, listen, that you're coming out. That's for you. That's your deal. I like that. And I wanted to see him 
get more confident with Selena hang out. Maybe he still will. I don't know. I don't want him anywhere near Harley Quinn. She's going to mess with. But you end up where he's just there to watch from the other side of the road because it just happens again. Hey, that building that's a, you know, off the books deal for Black Mask. I'm going to go. I'm going to turn one of these cameras this way just so we can kind of continue in here. But in a weird way, because he can see a lot of stuff in that window where, oh, this person's coming to this place and all that. But, yeah, it never felt like you were getting a real issue. It felt like a weird, I hate to say, like, fan fiction, because it's not that. It just felt like a weird story that you barely had anything to talk about. When we come to a head here, going up against Black Mask, all we essentially do is steal his mask, have his boys come out and about, and she just blows up the mask and then, like, holds him by the neck freaking until... He just decides later on, okay, we're done with the Black Mask story. We just find out, oh, he's in going into hiding, licking his wounds right now. I'm like, well, I guess we don't have to worry about the crime families anymore. Black Mask is gone, and we're moving on. I'm like, that was very underwhelming, especially to go to a Harley Quinn story. And I, I know that the play here... Like Black Mask. <laughs> I know. I mean, it is. You're starting out something that is really, really big for Selena. It's also tying back into some things going on and whatnot. Black Mask going, and then you just have to put on the brakes to get Harley Quinn in? All right, Roman's got a psychotic break. Bring in the Harley Quinn to have some, like, you know, Gotham City Sirens action. He's going to go lick his wounds because, you know, they end up destroying his mask. You've also done a really bad thing in the progression or whatever the overall deal of Black now Mask. Now we're stuck with Gimp Mask. I mean, now he's going to go have to dig up his damn dad again and get more of that coffin. I don't know how much is remaining. Also, then I'm thinking the idea where, you know, Teeny Howard, maybe she gets a little wonky with what's going on next thing you know black mask you have selena with the mask on she's morphing into different people she's mind controlling people we've had so many wacky things black, with black mask weird. recently with you know not recently but the past couple of years Within especially the since years. the new 52 it ends up where Every time somebody comes in black mask, that mask can do wacky well, shit. The, well, in the new 52, didn't he start out as a telepath as well that could fucking push you to do stuff? Almost like a Maxwell Lord. He could make you do things. And then like Tom things. Taylor had him after the year of the villain where Lex Luthor gave him the gift to shapeshift and make himself into anybody he wants to with genetics until Tom Taylor wrote him again where he didn't need any of that stuff in the Suicide Squad book. Yeah, and then that kind of went away and then you have this, but... And now he is. The idea, like, I'm like, what is Selena? What are you going to get here? What, what kind of thing do you do? The the thing I know, and I was going to say this before the play, is that this is something that he's involved with so much that he wouldn't necessarily notice that it's been switched up because it's such a normal thing for him. But it is his one thing, and and that's his only thing. I know that Valmont says, you know, get a, a forgery, great forgery, great deal. It, it's never going to be enough. I really think that he would have noticed a little bit of a weight difference, a little bit of a thing, because... With ah. that, with that, you can't. He's doing this before the fact, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, he, he, does he have? How is he getting the idea of making this mask from photos, from things like that? Oh, I yeah, don't she know. Dimensions and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, it's just the dimensions, though. But that's not going to give you that. And that's his thing. And then she throws shape. It's the best forger in the world, Jim. That's He'll the. Get by. I, that's the only thing you care about. That's a, no, no. It kind of seems like it's just kind of like my hat. But I think if I put my hat on each day, I would realize if it was like a little bit tighter. I'm like, well, who's messing with my hat? I'd start Calm yelling, down, fat head. Right, like, oh, what's going on? You're the one with the big head. So I don't put even put on a hat. Yeah, <laughs> with all of this stuff, I still like what we get from the 
character. It's just, it's so wacky. It's just expedited to the point where it seemed like we missed two issues in this first arc of bringing Catwoman back to Gotham, dealing with her biggest villain of all time, in my opinion, at least. And it's just written off and like the idea that just to move on to a Harley Quinn story. We have to get back to this at some point. I don't know. It feels like we're done now because the rest of the crime family, they're not going to vote to kill. Like they don't have a majority to kill Selena Kyle. Iko won't do it. Sullivan has to fight her in Onyx. So she like he has a like a favor from Selena that he's given. So you don't have enough going on and nobody cares anymore. That's my point. Like this can't She took be. out his fighters previously, gave him Onyx instead, and that's gonna be enough to freaking call a truce. I'm not the, the biggest Teeny Howard fan, things that I read over at Marvel, but the idea that we did take some effort to set up this idea of getting Sullivan to flip flop over to her side seemed bigger than just getting rid of a couple fighters by I remember breaking their fingers in their hands. Then get Onyx to fight that makes him then like, hey, I think the cat, well, actually, he's like Irish. I think that the cat woman is uh, pretty cool, right? Spot There's on. that spot on Irish. But the idea of like, we did that legwork just for this to him say, nope, I don't want the bloody cat woman dead. <laughs> is that better? I don't need the sure. Batmans. I got the Onyx. Now, is Onyx there to later? tie back where she's kind of undercover watching things i don't know but no i think she's i don't either let's get paid and move on and then selena's gonna owe her a favor for I doing this i just wonder like it really <laughs> it could have ended this way it's such a weird deal to do this a really what i thought was a smart book to just go teeth cleaning pretend i'm pregnant oh my god get your pass go in you know and hey fine basically go to just look in a book to say Oh, this is when he gets his teeth cleaned. Thank God it's tonight because we got to do shit. I and mean, then we take them all down and Catwoman's big re- like resolution to this whole thing is going back to the strip club. Back. What's up, strippers? I did it. I just <laughs> wish Christy was here. I'm going to cry. Hold me, strippers. <laughs> where, where did she Christy. Go? I was telling you, all this goes on and she's lounging around with that mask. I then. fought for that. Did, I did fought you for think, that, Christy. Did you think at one point I'm like, you you ended up putting cat ears on his mask. I thought that that sure was did. actually legit. And it looks like maybe it's behind, but whatever. But at the end, you have to remember that this is like the, the defining feature of it gets destroyed. Luckily, it's not like mind control mask. I feel like it's happened morphing. like 10 times now I, it to might, Black But mask. the idea of this is like, and then that's why he's now, because you have to make him a baby. Like, oh, no, what am I going to do? I'm going to go lick my wounds. I'm like, no, no, no. Go take a shower. This mask is disgusting. Why are you worried? Stop worrying about your teeth. Your your face is a mask. <laughs> I guess the guy, you know, you like your things or whatever. I, I do like my things. I'd be I upset too. No, I, I guess I'm. It would be me if I'm the. This might be you know blocked and reported, but Black if I'm like the elephant reported. man, I'm not worrying about getting a haircut. I don't know. He is not a good looking fella, and he's worried about his teeth cleaning. And he then, looks fine. And then you see that the idea of that was like. That weak link. If he didn't need that teeth cleaning, everything would have been fine for him. But oh my god, and that gimp mask that he shows up. Tony, it's just such a weak, weak crutch to like crux to your friggin' storyline for this. The idea is to find out, and hopefully it's soon that he gets his teeth cleaned. Oh, thank God, it's tomorrow. I, I, I actually, in my mind, the weird deal, and I want to go back to where he's getting that. It doesn't appear like he's a fancy guy who gets like a, a 1.30 a.m. T- I don't know why I thought it was like late, late at night, it seemed, where he's getting the teeth he's cleaning. And it was like that night. Like, oh, my God, we got to get this done by tomorrow. Like, all of a sudden, he, she just changes the schedule. She erases it. And all of a sudden, it, it's to be. 
that he has. Well, I don't that care what now. anybody says though, too, because she's going to mourn Christie's death. But I know she got that woman fired when she freaking you know went and stole her her pass to get into Roman Sionis' office or her secretary's office. Remember the idea that this did start out Christie and the strippers. They became kung fu warriors at one point. And were attacking Black Mass, but when when Selena comes in, she can't even. Oh my God, my my breath is gone because I'm here. <laughs> I like your version. Hey, oh dude. my God, hold me, strippers. <laughs> I'm weak in the knees. I need help here. God, I miss Christy. I, this, is, this is one of my favorite. Do a little twirl for me to make me mama happy now. I miss Christy so the much. The funniest thing that we even didn't go is the beginning where you end up and you're going to get that tie and almost like and everything matters. And you end up showing Holly at the beginning. All of a sudden, Holly is. God, I miss Holly too. <laughs> Holly, actually, this Holly. I think that Selena's talking in code. She killed 213 people and I took the fall for it in Tom King's run. It was crazy. Holly was more than that. That's the funny thing where you bring in Holly and like, well, what do you remember, Selena? What do you remember what she was up to? Remember when she stabbed Batman when he was yeah. out as Bruce gets him right in the leg? Uh, but that was kind of nice to tie that in. But that the book. Holly, up- <laughs> I, I miss you, I'm baby. I, I need to this week at any point. You got to let me call you up when I'm feeling down. I need <laughs> the stripper <laughs> stripper talk from Selena. It's going to cheer me up. And we'll both be blocked and reported. But I think it's funny, Eric. Uh, but yeah, girls, girls, I need you to put on your morning <laughs> go go boots because we've got a funeral to attend. Christy she walks in. And they're all like, what the hell's going on? They look like they're upset. And then they're running over because I swear to God that she's having a heart attack. My heart hurts, girls. (laughs) Christy's dead and you all knows it's. But don't worry, I got the black masks. I made him sweat first. Don't worry. His teeth ain't going to be clean anytime soon, girls. Christy will be happy. You end up where they said earlier, hey, black mask, what the hell's going on? You're sweating like pig. It's like, what are the, why are they shaming black Sorry, I wanted to be some kind of poison or icy hot in there to fuck with them. It just reminded me of you every day. I'm like, why are you sweating like that? It's hot in here, dear <laughs> Jim. <laughs> oh, my goodness, Eric. You made me laugh. You did it, Eric. All this, all this podcast, I really felt like, you know, we were kind of liking the books when we were down. Now, here we go. Now we're having fun. The way that you Spot were, on, you, you ended up making me like the book less, but somehow like it more. And want way more of it. I need this to continue. Uh, what, what else can Black Mask go off? Does he have a pedicure later? Then you can steal his shoes. I mean, grab his fucking shoes. They're probably clogs made out of that fucking coffin anyway. The guy, that's, that's my all he does. Coffin. <laughs> oh, I need it. I need it, Eric. I need, he has like a wooden hair piece. That's his uncle's coffin. I mean, everything. My great guy. aunt once removed had a coffin. It's now my cod piece. The, bla- the black cod piece. It really keeps things where they need to keep. Yeah, really. That would be good. I know a guy who actually was kind of famous in a certain section. I think I told you this at one point where he was known to make one of the best cod pieces for cosplayers dressing up as Darth Vader. That was his call. And I ended up, this was a guy that I went to school with. Never really talked to him a lot, but then went to a party, one of like Jay or one of my friend's parties where he was there. And I actually was real intrigued about it. Started, he, you know, fitting no, out people he, without being asked. He didn't want to really talk about it. I measure with my I'm hands. Like, Come here for like, a cod hey, piece. Hey, how do you measure it up there? Is it a personal touch? Mouth thing? and hands. <laughs> no, I ended up like, oh, man, well, well how'd you get? It? And he seemed embarrassed to be the cod piece guy. But Makes that sense. was his thing. He ended up, he had, I think his dad ended up having some injection molder and somehow he came up with this and boy, he went with that. I don't know. Injection. I, I don't know how, how much it's gone. 
or how much he still does it, but he was he was known for the cod piece, Eric, and that was pretty cool, just like Roman Sinus is known for the teeth cleaning. Like, that was supposed to make it a, a light bulb goes off. It was supposed off. to oh, that make makes it, sense. but at the end of the day, it didn't make it, it break it. <laughs> it did. It just ended up being goofy, but still, Selena did get, you know, the, the upper hand. And she ended up, I don't know, taking everybody down because Roman Sionis seems to be the only guy who's really fired up. But I want to know what happens to the crime family and what yeah, happens to on. Dario. They, well, I'm saying, I'm saying Dario and his family, like that idea of maybe Dario will still be hanging around under protection. Kevin will come by. They'll have a connection here. Be pretty cool. You know, all of a sudden, Dario's, Dario's like, just Catwoman's Kevin. Dario really goes the wrong way and gets that neck tattoo instead of actually Kevin removing his. But hey, and then they just go and talk to the strippers. I don't know, Eric, all living in that house. When we find out in Harley Quinn that the verdict is actually Kevin's girlfriend, Sam, he's going to be so distraught. He's just going to go you and just cry want to throw in the arms that out of Dario. So that if you're right. You're going to always be there because you're bad to the boner. But by that, uh, what would you give this? 6.8 out of 10. I think the story is pretty weak in this, even though you get some amazing action. But the art in it is amazing throughout. The art's great. Yeah, Nico Leone's art is really good. Again, I don't want We're laughing, son. You're making me laugh so much at this. I like how Selena, through this whole thing, has treated Dario, and I like it in this. It's oh, just yeah, it's that good. all of a sudden it kind of ends. The plan is weak sauce. I like the connection. And even seeing that Aiko, even though she wants to look strong, she's going to end up warning Catwoman because she does, you know, care for her, at least doesn't oh, yeah. think that she deserves to die, at least so that. But not going a thing where you could have had where I thought they were going to like, you got to skedaddle out of town. We'll help you with this. She's not going to go that far, no, but she's going to warn it. Really so yeah, I really like that. I love your stripper talk at the end. I mean, it's not in the <laughs> issue, but I'm going to let that raise my score, right? But yeah, the That's idea of it. suddenly, and again, every, <laughs> the problem is still, it, it, you end up having this. You have it with Black Cat. You have it with I a lot of characters. I just put on Mrs. Garrett that smokes three packs a day. Gals, gals, gals. You're Betty Davis, Mrs. Garrett, right? Nobody knows. That. But the idea where Selena. I've got Betty Davis eyes. I've got the lungs. Uh but by the end, you don't have to make everything in Ocean's Eleven just to do this. And when you have this idea of Ocean's three and a half, going and like I'm pregnant. Here you go. You got. I just. I also wonder, like, do you just carry like pregnancy tests there that you are, or would know, this I be know. the idea that we find out? Take she this. Is, she is pregnant. Oh my goodness gracious! But all of that going on, the the whole thing of this street level crime boss which was really fun again and really not even fun just gritty and it really felt like it was a good progression out of the alley town stuff to then suddenly have to seemingly close that all shut and boom slam the door to get harley quinn in that doesn't seem right Boo. it doesn't seem like that's something we need now again i i keep like i like harley quinn i just don't need her for no reason whatsoever i mean i could have had you know two three issues of this story going on where you do see her gradually turning people against black mask without them even somehow realizing at points and two and then actually getting to a point where i don't need dario's father to fully accept them because i don't think that's going to happen but I really need to No, we just need to kill him and his ex-boyfriend, and Dario will take over. It'll be fine. Like, Dario is going to have this great, like, you know, kind of flip from who he used to be now that he realizes who he is and he'll never be accepted in his family, and Catwoman to take him in and say, this is how we're going to do things, only for Dario to screw her over and murder his boyfriend and father in front of her to take over, and now be this whole thing where woman, like Catwoman has brought this boy in, 
but she failed him ultimately. But remember, the big thing was he actually, the, the setup seemed to be, you know, you have this big, bad black mask, always, you know, her uh, going against black mask, trying to get that. And, and Dario seemed like, like I'm not going to be like that. I'm going to go. And that just ended up really being, you know, a vehicle for, you know, or machinations for Catwoman to kind of use them to get things that never ended up meaning something by the end of this. But hopefully we'll get back to that. Hopefully we will end up at least Dario hanging or get back to him. I just worry if he's not in the book. Like, there's nothing that stopped Dario's story. He better stay and be doing something in this book. Because as far as, like, even though we're ending the way that it seems with this crime family, his story is still ongoing. So we better get back to them and stay on it. I hope that he's still there. I hope that he's there. I said that I wouldn't want Harley to get in a room with him because she'll just end up being. But maybe that's what he needs, too. Maybe he needs to kind of, you know, have some friends and stuff like that. And if Kevin comes in. That'd be pretty cool. But yeah, I'm going to go. You gave it a 6 8. 6 8. Yeah. yeah, I think I see. I, I almost want to give it a 7 overall. You know, it's great. The character works is great, but the story just falls apart. And it's lackluster by the end, especially for a black mask. You even get Valmont, who we don't like, and you get him thrown in just again as something to be a vehicle to get them. Man, it just didn't make great sense. Uh, I'm going to go 6 5. I, I hate to go under you. I would. I'll go six eight. Maybe we're equal. You. I'll go the six eight. We're we're equal on equal terms, Eric. With that, I just again, this isn't the idea of oh man, this book. Blah, blah, blah. It's we we're really enjoying it, and it kind of just pulled the rug out from under us. And usually, you use that rug to get rid of certain people, Eric. But we have the last bit, Trial the of the Amazons. People. Yeah, you know, uh, Wonder Girl number two. So we end up having this is the penultimate issue of the Trial of the Amazons. <laughs> <laughs> the but, Wonder Girl book ended up kind of just showing up or whatnot, but yes, Eric, this ends what? next week. So we have written but by it hasn't Jones. started, Jim. I know, written by Joel Jones, art by Joel Jones, Adriana Mello, and Jordi Belair, and our man Pat Rousseau. So we get into this now. With that, this issue, if it, if you played it a little different, I still will have issues with it because this is a Cassie Sandsmark. I'm the greatest detective, but I'm gonna string this shit along. Until we get full, like I can just imagine as she's giving her rundown, what page are we on? Like, she, just tell me when we get to like twenty three, and I'm out of here. Well, just the idea of setting this up with her giving her, as I like to call it, one of those like you know detective stories kind of shows. Like, I go with Monk personally. Like, this is how they did it, and then Cassie's going to go and spend the entire issue to tell you it's the power of scene. Or why exactly power room for freaking clue and stuff like that. Where you have to say, well, I thought it was this person, but it couldn't have been this person. And this is why. Well, everybody's sitting there. Get to the goddamn point. Who fucking made you a detective? It's to get to the point. But the problem is when you do have a mystery, which, again, I'm not going to say this whole trial of the Amazons was a mystery. But if you're going to use the whole issue for this well, reveal, don't know what's happening. if you're going to, well, it's a mystery of what the fuck's going on. I mean, really, and the trial is trying to get through these issues, Eric. So with that aside, but, um, you end up having this whole mystery deal. And I started thinking, OK. You can say to me, well, that's not what this is or whatever, but it is this issue. You're going to have the parlor scene. You're going to have where Cassie reveals the killer of Hippolyta. The problem is, is you are missing a lot of things leading to this. So I saw some reviews saying, this is just like a classic whodunit. I'm like, yeah, except that at the end, you're just like, they did it. And you're like, huh? Because we never had a clue. Well, I mean, really, and it, especially the people writing it. But you end up also with, you don't have, the classics of that mystery where, you know, you, you suspect this person, but then there's the red herring and you get the twists and the turns. You never get anything. All this is is a prolonged, drawn hey, out deal of not Medusa. that person did it. And then I'm thinking, where the hell is Medusa? Medusa? The whole time I'm thinking, where is she? 
and all it is is it ends up, and the funny thing is I think people have forgotten, it ends up being Artemis. Spoiler alert there. Artemis ended up doing it. She ended up listening in when her and Cassie were in the Amazon and learned about the poison. Because I, the thing is, I did not go through back and do this because more I was concerned with the idea when I'm reading this, thinking it was Artemis. So I went back to Wonder Woman 784, the last issue of Wonder Woman that had the Ben and Big Doll backups in it before we got to the trial of the Amazons to see when Artemis went to see, you know, Queen Atalanta and like in secret with Hippolyta talking about we need you to do something. We need you to do something, Artemis. It's something for the future that's coming that we need to take care of it. There's going to be a sacrifice involved, which is Hippolyta dying. Artemis has to do this in order for the things to work yeah, out for all, all three told. tribes. And this whole idea then is that no matter what, you can't tell any of our sisters what has happened or transpired right now. So Hippolyta and them have a secret thing. Well, Queen Faruka on her own is like, Artemis, you're going to like lead our band to Themyscira and you're going to help me out and stuff like that. But Atlanta, Hippolyta and Artemis had their own kind of like, you know, Secret meeting to talk about what's going to happen. And even by the end of this, when Artemis says, yes, I did kill Hippolyta, but I'm not going to tell any of you bitches why I did it. It's because she promised Hippolyta she wouldn't. You don't get any motivation because before, and that's the thing I think people are forgetting. And so this whole that thing doesn't is make about it better. one backup and a Vanamigdal backup and because Wonder Woman. people probably may even not have read that or they don't remember. But in the backup. Oh, but, but going back to the Wonder Girl stuff where Cassie's talking about how she knows about this poison and stuff like that. I don't think Artemis was with her at any point of this because so she had left, and I, none of this was ever talked about no, in the Wonder so Girl book. No, so that's what I'm saying. You, you can't play along with it. By this point, this. Donna Troy was with Cassie. Artemis had already fucked off. Yeah, you can't play along because there's no clues. They're just presented here in this deal of, well, and, and she says, I'm going to tell you who the killer is, but I'm going to tell you who it isn't as well because, you know, I want to make sure that you realize I've done Phillipus, my work. But no. Nobody asked you to show your work, Cassie. Get to the point. At this point, you are damn well lucky because remember, everybody, and what I was going to say is we never got the clues until now, but I think people might not have either read or forget the idea. Like you said, this was all set up that Artemis went. Now it also throws in Atlanta. What is she doing here? Why is she? Because you could have had a play where this, we never saw an investigation. It was Cassie yelling. Did you do it? No. Oh, man. You could have used the Atalanta stuff and all where you could have had, you know, miss, you know, deal. Oh, my God. I thought it was her, but it's not. But then we remember. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Red Herring of the idea like Atalanta wants to throw it off. But really, at the end, it really did. I'm surprised that Artemis didn't just say right away. Hey, everybody, just by the way, I killed the pup because she's not going to tell you why she did it. She doesn't seem that upset. So when you, you get this. You think that it is Apollita coming up with a plan. She has to be dead to do this. She'll probably come back some wacky way, whatever the case may be. But the sacrifice needs to be made, and Hippolyta knows this, and she knows that she's the sacrifice, and she has to put Artemis up to this. If anything, that sacrifice ends up – I don't, how could it win the tribe? I don't even know what's going on I with the I think it really comes to the idea that all three of the tribes do need to come together to face whatever's coming with the Enki people and all two and stuff like that. And the, the, In order for that to happen, Hippolyta needs to die. It's weird, though, because that would almost feel like it would be that, oh, my God, we all bonded together because is dead and we go. But you never really saw that. It's weird. No. but. With that, nobody even really seemed to care. Like, you know, we have this funeral. Like, can we get to the freaking trials yet? Yeah. And what have we done with the? Tri- we have one more issue left. And we, in our mind, we have, is the trials legitimately when they come back out here? And remember, oh my God, I got a bow and arrow. It must be a hunt. I got the cop. We already used those. Though. Yeah. I'm saying, though, are they going to just say that that was the trial? 
did it. You you slayed Echidna. You did it. The trial was to see if you all could gather together and come out of this alive, all of the tribes. Who's the champion? I, I, the nobody. Yeah, it's all, it was always in your heart. You always had it within you. Throughout this issue as well, everything is displayed as a double-page spread. On the top of the double-page, you have Wonder Woman like waking up from being collapsed previously in the like Doom's doorway and stuff like that. To the middle section of the double-page spread, you have Cassie giving her, showing her work about how she's the world's greatest detective. And on the bottom part of the double-page spread, you have Yara Floor, Philippus, and Donna Troy trying to make their way back to the Queen to tell them of what has happened to them and stuff like that ever since they were sucked into that sinkhole last issue. But as they go, there's an earthquake that seems to be – an earthquake seems to be following our heroines as they're making their way back to the, like, you know, Queen Faruka uh, and um, Nubia. But there's a weird thing where it's just following them. I couldn't really understand because finally by the end, there's a big earthquake and nobody knows, but it just seems to be – following in a weird line that nobody's talking about as it's going yeah yeah it's just following and, and so with that though when you have the you know the bottom it starts off there's darkness then there's like wonder woman you know getting her way out even though i swear the last time she was yelling to them that i'll be okay you go and i'll get out of this somehow whatever but she's there trying to get her way out you have the others going and all that ended up doing for me was to remind me how long and and why nothing's happening in this while that's going on which you don't have anything, just them running. You also have Cassie like, get this. It's not that. Oh, you thought it was her? Nope. It's not her. And going through things where there's clues and th- that we never knew. We never knew these. So you're not playing along. You're never going, well, you thought it was her. And we're like, yeah. Did anybody, the only guesses that we were having this whole time were just like, eh, maybe it's her. Maybe it's that Medusa, whatever. And so, and we also thought it would tie into that darkness, the black ooze. Yeah, the darkness that's been affecting people that on the island. That seems to be just nothing. Not then we get another here. earthquake that, is this the ultimate, because the Anki and ultimate, that kind of has done it, and nothing. And the thing is, you, ha- you, you blew the horn of, like, uh, yeah, ultimate blew the horn to sexier. wake up uh, the mother of monsters, Echidna, last issue created a sinkhole that brought our champions down into the underground catacombs where they finally made their way to Doom's doorway before another cave-in happened, causing Wonder Woman to get, like, you know, trapped inside as the other three made their way back to Queen Nubia, who has to now hear a long, drawn-out thing about Artemis being a killer until she finally gets to it. But when our heroes finally show up, Wonder Woman just crashes up through the freaking ground. like, how did I make it here before you guys? But this earthquake makes its way throughout Themyscira, destroying all of Themyscira to where all our freaking Amazons are together. Oh my god, what a wreckage. When it seems that Doom's doorway pops up out of the ground like a fucking like a horror movie jump scare to be larger than life. Oh my god, it's Doom's doorway. Is is it larger than life or is that just me? I don't know. Or is it just a regular door? I don't know what it's doing. I don't know the rules. I thought it reminded me of Bill and Ted. All of a sudden, up comes the phone booth. I'm like, let's go. It looks like it's almost like floor eight. Uh, you open it up and Steven Tyler gets in and going down. (laughs) Yeah, like, what's going on here? (laughs) Speaking of that. At the one point, I don't know about you, but I was just like, what's going on with Diana? She comes up and then she's cackling. <laughs> what is happening in this it issue? It was weird. Even when she was fighting a kid in the last issue, thinking like she was hearing voices and stuff like that. Even when she like comes across this weird throne in the underground and sits down and starts laughing to herself about the situation, it wasn't done very well. No, it wasn't no done idea well. Through any of these books throughout the Trial of the Amazons. What I mean, even getting back to the progression of she thought she saw her mom and the voices and then that everything ends up where this is supposed to be this. Oh, my God, I see the writers of this. This is the biggest thing ever. And we're and it is falling apart and falling so flat because you get the, the problems with a lot of these. But I don't know if I can even go with that, because a lot of times 
different writers you, you kind of get wonky with things we even had like say a war for three that ended up kind of a little so wonky, damn wonky and stuff like that but with this you only end up i'm not even gonna go wonky i'm sitting there and like how many Pretty writers are on this they don't have a story there is no coherent story in this and the penultimate issue of a trial that we don't even know what the trials are if they're overstarted whatnot you end up having uh, a whodunit, which we never could play with. You just go Artemis, who says, I ain't going to tell you what I did or why. Off I go. Off to Reform Island. Yeah, Reform Island. I want to do an Amy Winehouse deal. It's like they wanted me to go to Reform Island. I said, no, no, no. Why don't we just put her where we had like everybody else that's like, you know, a villain in Themyscira, like where Grail was chained up and stuff like that. And like, you know. Off to Reform Island. It's reform weird. Reform Island. What are you going to go? She's going to go there. Well, it's like a reform school, I imagine, like the jail. You just have to pay for what you did. Reform Island. They're like, okay, listen here, Artemis. Y- you don't do that again. All right, I'm reformed. Oh, my goodness. You have like those reef. Remember when there was that big deal, the women in prison exploitation TV shows and movies? That's what you get. Reform you say Island. That. I love I watch an entire trilogy of Japanese freaking. It's called like Female Prisoner Scorpion freaking whatever it is. I love those movies. I'm a terrible person for loving those movies. Yeah, they had like a, a British like women in prison show or something my mom used to watch. I'm like, I don't know. But yeah, Reef, Reform Island. Really? And now we get a one shot. I heard that you just have her on the run. But again, she did this. We, If you are paying attention and read, you know what was happening. And the, the funny, the only smart play was, and we ended up talking about it when it happened, if I remember right, where it's like, you're going to have to make a sacrifice. And it was like, oh, is that double words? Is that entendre? Whatever. And and she's done it. But I just don't know why you're you're playing coy to then get caught and be like, nah, yeah, it was me. It was me. Whatever. Like, wouldn't you have been afraid if you were Artemis that even though you did this for a, a reason and Apollo wanted to do it, you might accidentally like Cassie? I don't know that I don't consider her the greatest detective. Why would she's like, no, it's Queen for <laughs> like she gets it wrong. Do you think Artemis would have stepped up and said, no, no, no? And what is Adelana thinking at this point? Because she seemed to be on it as well. And you don't really get that. And it's just weird. It's just weird. Well, and she's then not at the incriminating end, herself. Like you said, well, again, at one point, like, I like just down the line of, like, it couldn't possibly have been just some unnamed Amazon woman on the deal. It has to be one of the big ones. And remember when she ended up, Cassie said, the reason I'm doing this and how I'm going to figure this out is it has to be someone with a motive. And we don't know the motive, but Cassie doesn't even seem to think that no. there is one. So it really, it, it fell flat. She just went around and yelled at everybody, and she just got to the end. The last person that she was going to talk to was Artemis. It has to be her, guilty. And then she's like, yep, it was me. Oh, no, doom's She's the only one away. who had the time to do this and the knowledge to deal with poisons, even though she wouldn't. Wonder Woman throw, throwing shade at people like, oh, you're you're here, fine. <laughs> just everything played out weird. Uh, but what would you give this? I like the art in this a lot, but like in the Catwoman book, it we, that saved a lot of that Catwoman book because of the characterization stuff like that. I'm like it worked better for the story. Like while I like the art here, the the presentation of it in the double page spread format of telling three stories at once, it did not work in favor of it because I'm like you didn't really care about Wonder Woman doing bullshit while the rest of our hero, like our champions. Are just running with fucking earthquakes. Yeah, I didn't anything. even understand until the end what that was. I was waiting for some darkness to come out behind him or something. I don't know. But when you have Detective Cassie here just doing bullshit for the entire issue, I'm just waiting for her to say something. It doesn't, and even the stuff that she is saying doesn't even like feel like it makes sense for what we saw in the Wonder Girl book. I'm like, you're not doing anything here good. Like the art's good, but even the way it's presented is not that good. So overall, I'm going to give this a 
five out of ten. Yeah, it's it's the basic Joel Jones stuff. The art, if she has the time, it's awesome. It's incredible. There's never a story. These stories are just terrible, and that's the shame of it. And just you know, I know that covers don't mean anything, but that kind of gets me upset with the deal where we have one more issue. And yeah, we're gonna get Yara Floor Justice League and and that stuff with the death of, but. This is your last issue with Wonder Girl at this point for this whole deal, and she's barely in it, but yet on the cover it says, can Yara unite the Amazons? Well, we'll have to find that out later, because this is Detective Cassie on the scene. And I even saw some people were like, well, it didn't give much of the trial, but boy, they really had a well-thought-out plan for this idea of who it was and whatnot. And I, I kept thinking, and then I go to read, I'm like, what? This stuff was just made up by them just to be, you never saw a clue. You never, it, it hinged on the idea that at one point they were walking through the Amazon and they smelled something. Oh, whoa, whoa, watch out. That's a poison. That Which really is happening. crazy. No, and, and goes with, yeah, because I don't think it did. I think that that's just a flashback Because you really did push Artemis away to bring him down to Troy for some reason being with the Esposito. None of this was shown. This is now shown here. You can't have a mystery and a, a, a reveal like this where, in the reveal, you finally show the clues. I mean, you didn't have the time or place, so don't do it then. But this is just nonsense. Just say, oh, by the way, I learned this before. Uh, even the, oh, I knew there were these hidden passages behind here. We never saw any of the detective work that she comes up with this. So just having it like this and that just having it that Artemis did it seemingly because Apollo asked her to, it ends up lessening it even more then. So that it's almost like the dupe on everyone. Ha ha, I got you. But we'll see how this plays out. Obviously, whatever's going on, Artemis, part of the deal is you can't reveal the plan. So don't do that. And so she's going to have to be on the run. I'm a five out of ten. The bile of the Amazons. All the bile. The trial is trying to get through these issues and trying to get a story out of this. I'm just looking for the worthwhile of the Amazons. <laughs> yeah, that's what you want. That's true. Uh, what is your book of the week? My book of the week is Batman the Night number three. Yeah, mine is actually a tie between the Flash and also the Batman Superman World's Finest. So I, I like both of those we talked about tonight. I think everybody should, you know, try to read the Flash. I think it's a good book and not a ton of people are reading it. It is a shame because I think it's one of the better books. But, you know, there's some cool things out and something for everyone. Now, next week. There is a lot. I mean, if I say go read comics, go read uh, you're, you're going to have a lot of opportunity I'm going next to. week because we have a ton of books coming out. More than a plethora. Yeah, plethora times two plus two. You end up where you have, and that's just that's us right. talking about, that's <laughs> 14. But, uh, right. you know, in, in my weird science math here. But, you know, that's that. But, you know, there's some other books coming out as well that we don't deal with. But in that, two of these books that we're going to mention here, will be part of our Patreon-only spotlight. One of the things that I decided and, and said to you maybe we'll do is have a separate, maybe a, you know, let's get Bananas, Thank God, it's Friday deal of just the Justice League 75 the for everybody to go. That, that's League. a big deal. That's a huge issue. So we'll have that on the regular feed for the Friday show. I don't know if that's getting Bananas, but it is that. So, it is. And it's going to be an even number for that, and it's going to drive me nuts. Here's the books, Eric. Action Comics number 1042. Feels like a while since we talked about that book for some reason. So I'm looking forward to that. Go back to the war world, see what's happening, see how they're hanging over there, right? And then we go to Aquaman <laughs> number three. At the end of the second issue of Aquaman number two, I was kind of a little bit like, um, they're playing that idea. Hey, was 
Was Arthur acting right when he came back from the Mars with the Frankenstein? I say he was, but Jackson Hyde, you're acting really weird to me. Yeah, he is too. And also, I want to say, listen, nobody goes to Mars with Frankenstein and comes back exactly the same. I mean, that's that, why they that have the saying, what happens on Mars stays on Mars. It is true, Mars. especially with Frankenstein. I mean, seriously. Uh, also, Batman Beyond the White Knight, number two. We ended up talking about that the last time it was a Patreon uh, spotlight deal. We ended up doing that. That was picked the last time. And we, we enjoyed it enough. We just, me and you are kind of getting. I'm just out of the White Knight world right now. Yeah, we have to get back in the flow of the White Knight stuff and get us interested again because it seemed like something we had packed away and put, you know, on the shelf. Dark Knights of Steel, number six, though, we are enjoying. There's a lot of mysteries going on. You ended Let's up. Find out what's that, going on with Zala and maybe the Martians. That seems like. A while ago. Like some of these feel like they were delayed because remember the big thing too were the Kents grabbing Bruce Wayne and taking him to the farm at the end. So that was pretty cool. Then we get into finally being able to reveal the Shadow War song, Eric, because we have Deathstroke Inc. Number eight. We also, just as a side, we have a Robin number 13. So two Shadow War deals. Weird that you didn't have one this week. Maybe time time to get get back to it. Yeah. And I hate when you go and I know they'll have on the cover like part this and part that. I just always I hate when you have two in the same deal. It, it gets me. It gets me, a lot of things. Gets me big. We have Detective Comics number one thousand fifty nine, where we have the post. Uh, what was that called? The Tower. The Tower. Yeah. Yeah, and we're getting to a Riddler story that is going what about to post the boy. Yeah, and the post the boy. We're going to get a Gotham Girl story where I might be able to use oh. the Arkham Tower, but you end up with that, and that's a Sin of Grace deal, and I'm not a big fan, but. You end up having a co-writer come in uh, with Mariko Tamaki on The Detective, so we'll see how that goes, and finishing up her run because it was announced that Ram V is going to be taking over the book. So this will be her last arc of the book. We'll see how that goes. Harley Quinn number 14. We talking about that the verdict. verdict. We'll see how that goes. And uh, Harley Quinn know. is public enemy number one. I need a little more setup of then. Hey, we saw this person with a Harley Quinn mask, but it didn't look Obviously like Obviously, Harley Quinn, yeah. her M.O., uh, wearing was, a mask of herself. That's her calling card, a mask of her face. Oh, yeah, you're right. I've seen that so many times. Get back to being good, Harley. I said, though, with Harley in prison, that might be fun. Again, we're going back to that. Oh, that's I talked about before, with the idea of going to Blackgate right there. And I'm like, I hope this ties into what we did with Punchline, where she's still there at that point. Yeah, in time. we'll see. We'll see. I'm hoping. Yeah, I, I stop hoping. You put Punchline in prison, who's the queen of the prison, in control of everything. You put a Harley Quinn in there as well. I'm like, that's some drama. But what about the, the trial of the century? You end up, which I guess will end this week as well, but next week. Yeah, Just League number 75. We mentioned the death of Just League, the huge deal. Going forward, hopefully, and we'll have that as a separate deal on Friday. Uh, Robin 13, which we already said, too. Rogues number two, the surprise hit, Eric. Me and Eric, I I ended up saying, hey, you want to do this? I read it. I thought it was really good. We both had fun with it, so we're going to do that. What happens 10 years in the future when Leonard Snart, who's reformed from being Captain Cold, is tired of being a loser and made fun of him wants his respect back? Find out in Rogues number two next week. Find out when he gets bananas as he goes off to Gorilla City. He's in big trouble is what he is. We'll see how that. Gotta get that gorilla gold. Teen Titans Academy, number 14, Eric. The book that just seems to keep going. It's weird because I thought 15 was. Exactly. So did I. And I thought we kept talking about the idea. But for some reason, I thought it might be the penultimate. Might be the penultimate. Uh, With that, though, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I'm not really looking forward to that, but we talk about it. Red X, Jim. Red X. Red X. But it isn't. But maybe it is. Maybe it is. The weird book is next week. I think the Joker, number 14. 
We have the finale, but it's not the finale. finale because then we have an issue months later because it looks like this will not tie up crap. So Weird. we're going to end up adding that because the solicit for number 15, surprise deal where even in the solicit, oh, the Joker got a hold of the editors and made, no, no, no. You're afraid that people are like, what the hell is this? Because it doesn't seem like things would end. The things that you end up in that solicit, hey, did you want to know this? I'm like, yeah, yeah, that should have been stuff in the book. So I'm worried about how this is going to end this yeah, way. Yeah, Teen Titans Academy ends next month. Okay, yeah, we thought that it was 15. So yeah, this is penultimate. For some reason, I thought this was 15, though. Uh, yeah, you have the Swamp Thing, where you have Swamp Thing number 12. Season 2. You really enjoyed that Returns number 11. I didn't like it as much, but it's it's never been my book. So that's kind of the thing. But I hope that I get involved and on board there You prefer with it being well. a Swamp Thing instead of reading a Swamp Thing. Yeah, I kind of uh, like to avoid it because then I start doing it. People start calling me Swampfoot. I get sad, Eric. I don't need that. It's Stop always, being gross, It goes Jim. one to the next. Uh, and then, Eric, get this. Trial of the Amazons <laughs> number two. We Finale. end up finishing up this nonsense. I, do you get well? We also, in the way, I'm not going to spoil, but we also have a coronation issue later. We also have another kind of deal. So this repolage is it? I know, but it, are they going to try to fudge things in even in the, the regular Wonder yes. Woman book and stuff? No matter what, the I mean, yes. seriously, I, I just I wanted to look. They fudge things in here for the penultimate issue. I wanted to just make sure where you get this, and I, I wanted to look it up, and I see. I was hoping, and I know that this is a weird hope, but I was actually hoping this issue might be like 50 pages that we would end up, you know, okay, they're going to use them now. It's like 27. It's what it has been. So, and has been indeed. Uh, I just, I wonder how this is going to end or if it will. I I just don't get it. I'm just wondering how it's going to (laughs) begin. Seriously, if you are somebody who reads the uh, Marvel stuff and even listen when we were doing it, the Ten of Swords I know you're going to say, no, not X of Swords, Eric, I believe it was Ten of Swords you ended up going and like it was going to be this big, you know, contest and things, we did get a contest at that, they were just, I mean at one point I think they were doing Shadow Puppets uh, contest and it was wacky but you at least got something this, where you go, I can't even say because did we start it? I, I have no you idea. Remember when they had what was it called the female furies? When during that whole thing that people thought was amazing, like oh yeah, Here's remember the a beauty cooking contest. contest? Yeah, swimsuit cooking. Yeah, yeah, that that was. That was that I think book. that was Cecil Castellucci, who uh, yeah, we haven't seen them in a while, and I think there's a reason because nonsense. Remember they ended up going and doing that Batgirl book that ended up at the end where. Batgirl was throwing shade at everyone for being too privileged. And everybody goes, Get the hell Why aren't you helping the homeless? Well, I am, Barbara. Why aren't you doing more, bitch? Oh, no. I ended up in I'm that broke. unearth, and I ended up finding... Oh, that was awful. That was so awful. Sure and was. Again, I sit there and I complain a bit about the Batgirl's book. Now I, I forget about how bad you know some it things It could always be that, worse. Yeah, it can. And it was. But Burnside. Yeah. But with that, that's our opinion. Everybody has their opinions. And now always you can go read comics there because there's always more and something and for everyone. They're shitty, sometimes they're not. Yeah, and sometimes we, you know, we go have to comics. talk about this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Go read any comics if they're bad. But we have to, the, the whole deal where we're doing it, we do try to talk about all of them. So sometimes you don't like it. Sometimes everything. you got to trudge through some Everybody shit can like it. Dimes, if, if somebody liked that, maybe somebody like a, a Cassie Sandsmark fan. Would really like that she got a little bit of a spot. I'm a Cassie Sandsmark fan. Yeah, I'm, like Cassie that, Sandsmark. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about like they'd have a Twitter with the Cassie deal. Like they want any bit of Cassie. You can go with it. She's smart getting the whole deal. She's right at the end. I mean, we just didn't get to play along. 
Uh, But with that, like I said, two of those books that we talked about will be on the Patreon. It will be the Patreon only badass. Jesse, what's Young Justice up to? Go join them. Go do some cool stuff. She is. She's going to be a detective again. In Dark Crisis, she's off to solve the mystery of the missing characters. I I don't even know why you need Tim Drake in that goddamn team anymore. You already got Cassie being a detective. I mean, uh, every step of the way, I see that Batman's always getting things wrong. Get Cassie in there. I mean, get her in the deal. Get her going. Seriously. Uh, But with all that, yeah, go over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird signs. Like all the people we said badasses earlier. Thanks, everybody, including, again, Jeffrey Greek. I think I said geek, but now I see it. My glasses are weird. It's Jeffrey Greek here. And yeah, if I hate sorry about that. Yes, you don't want to say that. You end up with, yeah, thanks, everybody, including also I did want to mention, too. Stork ended up coming, and I think I said his name. I don't remember saying I was out of it. That was hours ago. I don't know what was happening, but yeah, I want to thank him for jumping. Thank up you, to one the and badass all. We level appreciate well. all of you. Yeah, and everybody on the Patreon. So yeah, it really is cool, and it does amaze us that people want want anything to do with us. But you end up also going over to the website weirdsciencedccomics.com, and the Twitter is weirdsciencedc, and also the what is that called? The Instagram. Instagrams. Derek? The Grams, which is Weird Science Comic. All these are in the show notes. You can click them, do all that stuff that you love, Eric. You love the click it. But the with that, you love the clickings and the swipings and the poundings. But, oh, my God, the poundings, Eric. Yeah, who would have thought of the swipe? Who would have thought about that? Swipe left. Is that what you do? Swipe right up. Update. This is this app I've been working on, Eric, called Update. It's just a Tinder, Jim. I know. But yeah, the only person on there is you. That is true. And you still I'm swipe down. Myself. That's the problem. I still don't have a date. It's me and my wife on it. I'm still not getting a date. I, I'm swearing it. This week, I actually told her. I said, hey, honey, cheeks. That might have been my first problem. But I said, I, you know, I told her what the straight edge is, you know, being straight edge. And I said, you know okay. what? Somehow I think I'm straight edge without wanting to be. Because I don't do anything, including sex and things. I think that's straight edge, isn't it? But I said, that's not by choice, though. Come on now. You don't want me to be straight edge. It didn't work. I'm still straight edge. And then I, somehow with that, I ended up going off and listening to like Black Flag that night. Till I think <laughs> I was really getting in the mood. Uh, so with all of that, what do we say at the end? Everybody have a great week. Week. Keep it weird. Weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.